0: Okay, it's time to partner with Betfair and preview CB Cox Stakes Day. We're recording the 1-1, your West Australian racing podcast at the magnificent 1900 Bar Ascot Racecourse. Beautiful summer's day. It's Thursday, the 17th of December.
1: They're racing at Pinjarra today.
0: Are oh, you got to run it today too?
1: Yeah, material witness material is witness. going around just, uh, in the I don't know if it just wins. Mm. I think he's got a lot to learn. Um in the caper. If we can hold I'm hoping we can hold the top. If we can if we can lead, I think he'll be pretty hard to run down on a track that looked uh pretty rail and leader bias at the first go at the four meters. But um yeah, I think we can have something on it. Five dollars plus. This goes out after doesn't it? It something does. Okay, righto. Good luck to
0: uh, good luck Terry with that's, the material winners. Geraldton yeah, is hosting it. a Friday meeting on the Crayfish
1: Coast. That's it, that's tomorrow. That's what it's all about. Jepon Crayfish Coats? Oh, yeah. Yep. Yeah, 100%. Might even tip you on Intergender tomorrow. Okay. Yeah, prices aren't even out yet. I just know this is going to go up a quote. Okay. And I don't think I can lose the, either. The interesting
2: part is I've got my markets on me to 95%, so it'll be interesting to see if uh, oh, the, the one that Terry's found is one that came up for me as well. Mm. Oh, okay. This, this could be big. Uh
0: Okay, so Narragin. We've got a Narragin meeting. Yeah, just I know. Bob's up on Saturday as well. Scotty's probably already done the form for you'll that lead, one. You lead, on? you
2: win. Well, Narragin is close to do speed <laughs> match. the heart. The home of Brigands, which was mo- one of my first ventures into <laughs> race ownership. Yeah, Jeez. Very good. And, you still uh, Barry's
1: rabbit, sorry. There, you're right, oh, you're, you're right. right.
2: Barry? Well, I was going to bring Barry up later because there's a big debate about who is the actual people's horse. Yeah,
1: ah, okay, let's move on. All
0: right. Mm. So we've got Narragin Saturday, and the weekend finishes in the Southwest
2: with eight
1: races at Bunbury. On Sunday. How many mates have there been at Bunbury this year thus far? Three? Sounds about right. Yeah. Well, Yet to uh, collect. Yep, yep. You Yet to have one collect at Bunbury. Has yep. there been a horse come from further back than forth and win? I only last week I packed all the leaders, but I packed all the wrong ones, unfortunately. So I was on your Rock the Planets, your Mystic Loves, your uh Blazing Billies It was backed off the mat, ran last. As a <laughs> uh, look, it's been a it's been a tough start. If I'm gonna have a profitable year at Bunbury, I've got to really come home strong because it's been a uh, yeah, a bit of a nightmare, really. All right. Don't follow my Bunbury mail. Long story short. And also, BJ, stay tuned throughout the show for info on how you can enter the Mundaring Hotels WA Racing Mastermind and the Market City Mates Get Out Stakes competitions. If you, yeah, just a few reminders, a bit of housekeeping before we
0: get cracking on the preview. If you'd like to read my pre-markets preview, The Leg Up, jump on to bestbets.com.au or, and or the race website. The Leg Up's been out since 7 a.m. this morning. Well, two of the very best, Terry Layton and Daniel Cripps, combined powers for the Wild West video preview. Which, uh, available on the Betfair hub, betfair.com.au as of tomorrow morning.
1: Also, the 1-1 is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, SoundCloud and all other major podcasting platforms. Please subscribe, rate and review.
0: Okay, now it's time to have a quick chat about the expected weather conditions and uh, and the pattern and I know Scotty Embry takes this stuff very seriously the rail's out 6 meters we've got a maximum of 33 degrees scheduled Scotty what are you what what can what insight can you give the listeners as to how you think the track will operate on uh, at ascot on Saturday
2: well if willy weather isn't your home page then are you really a punter yeah that, that is a there's a question that has to be answered especially when we're racing here at ascot but uh, that being said i'm still typing it into my search <laughs> <laughs> um, but i i have uh, jotted it down already the thing about the wind and i'm so big on my wind when i'm mm. here at ascot is the fact that on saturday it is Quite a large swing, uh, so we have up until Damien Fleming type stuff, isn't it? Exactly. 10am mm. is just a, a flat easterly. So if we were racing here at 10am, it would be so so fun. Oh, there'd be so
1: much money we're around. Ju- we're doing a good easterly, aren't we? It'll just be. I'm actually really looking forward. We haven't to. had we one have, for no, a long. Been a Red long Hots. time. Been a long time. They keep coming on Fridays. Mm. Lord so. Lonsdale's probably the last one. Opening
2: day mm. when when he was just. Every, yes. every person yeah. in Australia' yeah. is best and yeah. did the right thing mm-hmm. uh, but then we do have a it's a south southwesterly due, due from about one o'clock mm-hmm. that'll probably increase in its impact later in the program rail at six meters is look one of the fairer pads anywhere between three and six is is about as good as we can get here and so hopefully like most Ascot cards we'll focus leader heavy early and then fairer as we get later in the day beach. Scotty Mack, anything you want to add?
0: Weather track? How do you? What, what's your philosophy with with all this? Do you, I know your dad's not all that big on it? He, he loves he loves a cold rail, doesn't he? Pete McCormick? Yeah, he
1: loves a cold rail. He lives <laughs> for them actually. He lives lives for a good cold rail.
0: Um, is it something that you factor in, or you? Or you just- uh,
3: no- normally I shoot Scotty Embry a message on yeah. a Saturday morning or a Thursday morning um, when I'm doing the form um, to get his thoughts about it, and that's as much um, looking into it as I do really. I I'm trying to factor it into my ratings um, about trying to get more um, on pace horses because because yeah for a while I was just not I was rating it as a fair track no matter where it was no matter what the winds were so just trying to yeah, see how my ratings can be tweaked a little bit to fix that up but nah that's all Scotty Embry's job. It's an evolution thing, isn't it? Like you,
0: you just you you. I guess you start your starting point is the track's gonna be fair, but then then over time you just have to sort of I don't know, put put some time and effort into mapping the tracks and, and keeping data as as you do, Terry, keeping your notes on tracks and stuff like that. But I think there's a balance too. I think sometimes you could probably tip a bit far too far the other way.
1: Yeah, Belmont season was a funny old season, especially late in the season. There was just cold lanes on certain days. Like some days, the rail was just quick Sam, Remember That day, Laborod uh, settled. I think leaders back was the only horse that settled on the fence from a place for the entire day. Like that, just that type of stuff makes it really difficult because you you can't allow for a cold lane in that sense. So that was obviously a part of the track that wasn't um, 100%. So that, that's the stuff I find difficult, but that's less prevalent at Ascot because it's more consistently hotter weather here. So
2: mm. It's an interesting little discussion on the the wind and the rail positions because it gets talked about a lot and there is a, a full three or four generations that don't talk about it, don't believe in it, and don't understand why. But I read an interesting quote a while ago that rung true to me. The modern punter takes their gambling as seriously as a stock trader on the floor at Wall Street. And it's so true depending on how invested you are emotionally, financially. And so for that wind discussion, I somewhat cheat the system in inverted commas because I record a live feed of the flags here at Ascot (laughs) that goes into my database at home so that I can reference anything, anytime.
1: That's pretty savvy, isn't it? That's very good. Yeah, so and that's, we'll, we'll pay
0: that. That's and okay. you mentioned Paul Daly before, and that's – that's that rating – Paul Daly's ratings to win is is – is um, one of the great racing resources if um, for for the high end, I suppose high end punter and, and form analyst and um, yeah, I can imagine you can do all sorts of uh, amazing, wonderful things with that particular piece of software. So. It's
2: it's not cheap. Yeah. Uh, it's a, approximately five thousand dollars a year. But to put it in perspective, if he made it twenty, I'd pay it mm-hmm. without blinking an eye.
1: Excellent. You've got to spend money to make money, don't you?
2: Invest. Invest. Yeah. Sometimes you have to chip it backwards to go forwards. <laughs> <laughs> or if you're the Dockers, then you'll fumble and concede. <laughs> I
1: thought you are using a golf, golf terminology though. You're stuck in a bush and having to go 30 metres backwards to get out. 2021's Dockers' year, isn't it? Fair <laughs> them.
0: Um All right. Race one is the Tab Touch Westpeed Platinum Maiden of the 1,000 metres, a pretty low-key sort of event to kick off proceedings and uh, – yeah, there's a pretty short price favourite as well to um, to uh, that most people will be piling into dollar eighty, $1.80, dollar eighty five for Wild Chino. I know there is a few lads here who don't mind getting a favourite beat. Anyone here want to take the reins and try and make a case for one of the other runners to knock off the odds on pop Wild Chino? Not me,
2: actually, BJ. And it, I'm normally, as you would say, looking if you can, then you should. But in this in this sense, I marked Wild Chino. $1.90 to 95%. She's probably going to sit somewhere around or just below that quote. And when I sent my markets this morning, Matt Rigby, former bookmaker, is one that gets them. And he replied with, Will Chino is the biggest moral of all time, should be $1.40, my gift to the podcast.
1: Well, there you go. There you Thank go. you, Matt. Good stuff, Matty, tipping dollar $1.80 pops. That's really, <laughs> really good stuff. Hope we can get him on but the In a,
2: in a the similar podcast. sense, I saw part owner, Glenn Rogers, out here at the races yesterday. And he was going to wait with bated breath, hoping to see black figures because yep. clearly the word from the stable is she will be very hard to beat.
1: Yeah, it's interesting. She was scratched last Wednesday. It said future nomination in the Stewards Report. Do you know anything further on that, or is that, uh, is that a truthful? reason for the withdrawal last Wednesday. Well, hopefully
2: it was a bit of karma for the fact that us poor punters saw bar shoes on in Mm. the race book and then it was Mm -hmm. standard plates. Uh, I don't know anything more about that, but you will remember she was drawn really wide that day Mm -hmm. and you come to these West Speed Platinum maidens, she should, uh, she draws in gate four in an eight horse field and that odds on quote, look, it's never going to be enticing, but for all intents and purposes, she does look the winner.
0: Yeah, so Waltino, Makes her first, it's having her first start in 471 days. Always promised a bit, but obviously has had some, um, soundness issues over the journey. One has won trials very impressively in the past and sort of cruised to victory in her Belmont 23 November trial win. I think Domineer came out and won subsequent following that trial as well. So, um, moved quite stylishly in that heat, thousand meter heat win. Uh, I suppose the only horse really that people might be making a case for is Universal Pleasure. Stefan Vahala, Lactar, Rous Ramoli from Gate One claiming three. Actually, my uncle-in-law. Yeah,
1: they found it out recently. My uh, my sister's married to uh, Stefan Vahala's nephew. Oh. Right. There you go. There you go. Yeah. There's one for you guys. No worries. So have you got any in- inside okay. information on the No, I've never, I've never said a word
0: to him. never, <laughs> never
1: spoke to him. I don't even know what he looks like, to be honest with you. So apparently he's at the wedding, but I, uh, if I knew that, I would have got around to him and um, hit him up for a while. But um, I think it can win this, to be honest with you. Um, Will Chino's has like Winx on three occasions now and come to the races and raced like Hilbert twice. Yeah. So um, whether or not, uh, look, I, I, I've heard all the same sort of stuff coming out and it doesn't make me want to pile into universal pleasure here, but um, the trial super from barrier one If, if um, Lactar with 53 can kick up and grab the back of Wilcena and put some race pressure, um, perhaps peel out and put some race day pressure on it, uh, see if it uh, has a little bit of a backbone when the, um, the whips are, are cracking. Um, yeah, I think there's, I think there's worse investment at the $4 mark, but um, yeah, I'm a bit scared off to tip anything against Wilcena with uh, confidence here.
2: I think it's going to be a question throughout the podcast, prices the pair?
1: Uh, two dollars. I've see I've got Will at two dollars twenty. So I've probably been a little bit sad at two dollars eighty. Universal Pleasure. The rest of the field, you can have any price you want. So it's actually it's simply was, for me, Yeah, so. I was two
0: and two and four. I
2: think. Yeah. Yeah. Dollar 30 and then nothing else under. So it's a bet thirty yeah. to one. The Universal Pleasure's a bet. <laughs> well, if it holds up, it's going to be one of those question marks. It's only a level one race for me, so I'd be betting to win a thousand. So okay. it wouldn't wouldn't be a. An outlandish investment mm-hmm. but if the price is right mm-hmm. that's always the uh coming down the question scotty back
3: i uh, got the big red line for me yep. um mm. I, f- I think it's a bit too short just looking at a couple of the trials and seems to really pull cool and tear in that trial but then l- quite leveled out um down the straight i'm always one to take on a horse that's clearly had issues and tried like a bomb but hasn't raced for 470 days sometimes they just don't put it put it up completely on race day So. Short enough, but um, no, I won't be
1: showing any. Let's just give one horse from the same stable to back up uh, what Scotty McCormick has just said there. You might know this horse, didn't win a maiden first up, won a big race later in its prep. Elite Street.
2: Mm. A bit like mm. Scotty McCormack and I.
1: A little bit like, yeah, go on, give him the analogy. You've been uh, waiting for this, haven't you? Yeah, it's here we go.
2: and I've never been anywhere near touching the rim <laughs> <laughs> in my life with Ain't a step never ladder. <laughs> no, I do consider us half siblings, Scott mm. and I. Elite Street, Group One winner. That would be me, clearly. Nah, uh, 64th Street to my right hand side, just battling away. <laughs> Always give out the same oh, five, right, so you know really. what you're gonna get. <laughs>
3: Very good. Uh, okay. Um, so,
1: anyway, universal pleasure for me. I'm gonna have, gonna have something on. I the, the 460 this morning made it very easy. In let put up 550, which we can't get on. Obviously, that's not real yeah. prices. But um, yeah, anything sort of I think 350 plus. I, I'm happy having a little spec. But uh, it, like Scotty, I don't do the levels of uh, confidence in that sense. It would only be a smallish bet for me. Okay.
0: i tip Wild Ch- Wal- Chino, but with no no confidence, as I said, I think I, I'd prefer her to be more around the $2 plus mark
1: to, uh, to get Good if we could choose our Enthusiastic. <laughs> yes. Mm. Yeah. That'd be nice. <laughs> I think <laughs> I've turned up in a mood today. <laughs> <laughs> um, All right. Race, race two. two? Uh, yes. The buyer The bar premium lager plate for the two-year-olds. Um, have no interest personally in this race. Have, uh, you got a, anything... I did have an interest in did this you? race. Mm-hmm. A yeah, two-year-old
0: specialist around here as well.
1: Yeah, I, I you're actually a baby in the household, and you like the babies on the track.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I was quite keen on Polizziere, but until I saw the markets this morning, and it sort of, uh, just the whole Pike thing. I think sort of open um, favourite. Yeah, I've been, that wasn't what I was necessarily expecting, to be honest. I um, obviously. Just to to lay it out for the listeners, Ultimate Command, the Stablemates, Ultimate Command and Flying Missile. Cornell, the the feeder race to this two weeks ago, Ultimate Command uh, had blistering gate speed, crossed, led, and then Flying Missile, box seated, but then just couldn't quite get out um, exactly when Chris Parnham needed to. Ended up getting inside run late and closed off, but um, Ultimate Command was able to just just have a pinch enough of a of a break, I suppose, and, but Polizia, Polizia, um, it was in that race and ran fourth. Joe Azapati worked hard from gate nine, came across, um, sort of improved into the race three wide and then just sort of, just whacked away. I actually thought there was a lot of merit in the performance and from gate one with PyCon, I can just see a softer run, 1,100 metres is going to be stalking the two Parnham stable mates and uh, if a typical Pike fashion, if he can peel out into space at the top of the straight, I reckon this this filly might have a bit of class to to get over the top of him late. Anyone else got any
2: differing views on that? Was it a mission from the stewards report? I, I would have watching the replay over and over, I would have sworn that air was three deep, the trip, no cover.
0: Yeah. yeah I don't I I think th- she got in at any stage. Yeah, and even if she did there was there was no there was a bit of a gap between her and the cover horse anyway so she was effectively punching into it um, I just thought there was a lot of I thought it was quite a brave performance actually and yeah, um, I just yeah I was hoping for a bit better price so Throwing to to you, Scotty, pricing this race, what, what did you come up with, Ultimate Command, Flying Missile, Polizia.
2: Well, I'm very new. This is my first year of pricing two-year-old racing up until I the start are. of this season. I abandoned them full stop with zero interest, uh, but I am pricing them this year, and I was 320 Polizia, 320 Ultimate Command, 480 Flying Missile, and... 15 groundbreaker and groundbreaker was the, the eye catching run yeah. in that replay and sectionally fastest last 800, 600, 400, 200. It's not a race that I'm going to have interest in, BJ, but I was I put police air on top as well because of the toughness of that first run and the, the much more suitable map on the weekend. Mm. Scotty, Matt, um, you were two year old man? I used to be, I'm
3: not as much now anymore, but I thought, well, flying missile, how far last start? unfortunately um mm. but i think again ultimate command should just jump to the front and could be too quick for him as well i probably won't be invested but i actually didn't mind the trial of the third neville parnham runner in vitalize it mm. dropped back and it made up a lot of a lot of ground and whether that was a light lightweight from Romoli or not but um the pick of the trials i thought that was that was pretty nice but oh, i think ultimate command or flying missile sit one two and could fight it out with police air yeah, just behind him. I can't find Pike. So, yeah, who knows what he's going to do?
0: Yeah, if if three, if I can get around the three fifty mark, Polizia, I think that'll be. Do you like my chances?
1: Uh, I am completely out of this race. I've shouldered arms. The keeper's got the ball in his gloves, and um, I'm just, uh, yeah, completely staying out here.
0: Yeah, I really like Polizia's trials, and I thought that debut performance, she can can elevate off that, and from one pike on board, I can get get the last crack at him. One horse that we probably need to mention, because we always like to throw a shout-out to Magic Mike Santich, Mm. And our man Rauls Ramoli is God's Dream. Um half brother playing God Half Brother to Bragwell. Uh I, I thought this this trial was quite good. It wasn't bad. Yeah, I'm, it was quite didn't good. it either, so. uh, but it's gonna get it's gonna get back probably worse than midfield and gonna be spotting some pretty sharp juveniles a um, few too many lengths, but look look out for God's dream running on. But for me, Polizier on top, if I can get three fifty, that'd be that'd be a, a, a play for me.
1: Chris Nation clearly doesn't have much interest in the two-year-old, Rose, right? because he's loving <laughs> the tractor right, right past uh, the key moment there. Can you, can you hear the tractor? <laughs> it comes through. Yeah. yeah. Comes through? yeah. No, I'm just
0: explaining that. Yeah. You can hear the tractor. But, but anyway. actually, actually, when we were here the first time, Terry, you might remember that- uh, yeah, do, The high-pressure hose. We were at mm. the top of the members there, and they were uh, that Scotty Embry and- Britt Taylor took preference because I had to polish the concrete that mm. those two walk on in the mounting out, and it just it just ruined the whole sound of the podcast. But Scotty and uh, Brit obviously, the boys from the One One Racing mm. Royalty, it's, a, it's another <laughs> probably
2: fairly unknown fact. Over over the uh, ban of crowds during coronavirus, Britt and I did all of our work from the deck, the owners only deck, and now that was luxury.
0: Yeah, right. Mm. Is that when Brittany did the little jig? Yes, yes. Oh, point, the uh, uh, the point open, taken, point yeah. jig.
2: <laughs> There was a Caracapo uh, hand slam the other day. Did they
1: leave that, the... Really, uh, table's yeah. got an imprint on it. Did they leave the... Uh, I wasn't big on that result. Did they leave the <laughs> um, the bar open? Is that why we saw the point taken dance come out? Was just the fridge left unlocked for you two to hop into? Or?
2: I don't think it's ever locked, is it? <laughs>
0: <laughs> race three is a uh, another 1,000-meter contest. This time it's four. It's a set weights and penalties race for the three-year-old, right? and we've got another dominant favourite here. And gee whiz, it's... She's going to be hard to catch, isn't she, Madame Torio? Gate one jumps, runs out in front.
1: Can they? Can they catch her? Oh, I wouldn't. Uh, I wouldn't have thought so. She holds form. I mean, there's some concern with her. This type of sprinter that uh, she puts in her best first up and then she's a little flatter second, third up or, um, well, post freshen up at least. But uh, look, I, I think, I know Martin's quite keen. Uh, he was quite keen to hop mix during the week uh, I and mean, he, he got the chockies there. So he's stable's rolling along nicely at the moment. Martin but, um, Allen? Martin Allen, yes, the Irishman. <laughs> um but yeah i I guess the biggest danger is um is a horse like shock result really taking it up to her but um i I don't think shock results necessarily got the speed to worry madam torio um keep your feet to the horse that i think is will probably uh be the biggest danger from barrier out eight where does pikey get i can't see any other decision besides going back for pike there so this should win but the dollar 80 doesn't interest me a great deal you guys got anything here? This looks like a re- this is a really ordinary race. Let's be honest. Yeah, nothing. Disappointing, out. isn't
2: it? Yeah, no. I'm 60, yeah, a dollar I'm, sixty, Madam Toro. I'm a dollar sixty as well.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, but I my notes say so not playing unless I say yeah. two fifty, which I knew I was never going to see. That was extremely ambitious. So, yeah, yeah. This is a bit of a nothing race. But there's yep. a,
2: there's another learning for for the for the everyday punter. Mm-hmm. If you saw a dollar eighty out to two fifty, you would be yeah. jumping in.
1: No, I, that's that's the question. No, this is the the next step. Or as you, well. you're a believer. I'm a no. Quantify the drift. Everyone's different. Okay, so why is there a drift? So let's have a look at it. Okay, does that mean all day session, for example, is backed into three bucks? The money has to come somewhere, right? It's backed into 350. So I'm going to quantify if I trust why the money is coming for something else and why I'm on the wobbles. Is there something I'm missing at the track? Is this a horse that plays up in there like the you're Nat Francis of the world or uh, are seeing something and we're seeing it on the wobble out. So quantify the drift and there are some stables that it doesn't like the smaller stables if you see a drift for it's more understandable and normal, uh, not your perhaps not your highest strike rate jockeys. They're the ones you sort of forgive. But if I saw a drift on this, it would, it would be somewhat concerning I reckon. So, uh, but I'd quantify it. I'd try and make a decision in the last couple of minutes and it's why I'm seeing that drift, and if I'm happy backing into it. If it was the money for keep your feet big time, that's a that's a spot where I'd ha- probably happily take the drift. I'm at because I can't map keep your feet winning this race, mm. um, but I do think keep your feet's on paper the biggest danger, but from barrier eight, just where you know where they end up. So yeah, quantifying the drift. That's I, just, that's the lesson from race three today. Quantifying your drift.
0: I know my name, Money Mailey is he's pretty good. He's a pretty good operator. Mm. However. All day session, thousand metre midweek it's winner. Not a task. Uh into the, a mile double guinea's back down to a fourteen hundred meters the steer stakes, back down to a thousand. Like beat Madame Torio in Belmont as well. Yes. Earlier in its, as a two year old. Mm. So very I don't know, ambitious from money, but um who, who am I to no. hey, who am I to question the genius from Jinjin? Jin? Um
3: Scotty Matt, what do you reckon? Uh, I just, if Madame Torre repeats the last um, last start, doesn't even need to improve it. I've just got her winning just too yeah. fast for him. Doesn't. I don't think anything taking it on necessarily concerns it. She just bolts and rolls and um, runs them off their feet really. I must say I do enjoy Chris Barnum on
0: leaders a lot. He's very good um he's good on all spots I he's think. good he's good on all spots mm. but in term when you're looking for jockeys and their strengths and weaknesses he does he, the, the way that he, especially fast horses like madame torio he he middles it um, more often than not yeah
3: just go for him they do really but yeah not a better proposition for me i've got a two dollar fifty rule okay no matter what my price is nothing below two dollars fifty and then if it drifts i don't really quantify it i just see price take price Prepared to no. lose to win. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I like that.
1: I like that.
0: I, um, I reckon rail- the rawa would have to be just like thousand meter, seventy thousand dollar three rod race attracts eight nominations
1: and six really. Six. No, I'm, six I'm not counting six, yeah, the six really. Yeah.
0: At this time of year, it just seems. Seems very strange, so. Yeah, I don't know, don't if, if, I don't don't know if
1: Richie and Paul are going to play a huge uh, part in this race. <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> no, I think I don't think so. I think they're going to be gasping for air, aren't they, Richie and Paul? Anyway, um, yeah, it's just strange that this this race hasn't been supported as, um, as well as it perhaps should have, considering what was on offer. Anyway, moving on to race four, the Amelia Park Handicap. Now this is a really good race. I feel, this, like, the car, I feel this, like we're just
1: starting now. This, like I feel like this is the start of the car. It was a bit a bit a bit low key, a bit subdued. When I, when I was, know, when I was doing this here,
0: even. When I was doing this race, I was, this is a belter. Why isn't it a quality leg? This is such a this is such a quality uh, graduation handicap over the over the mile where there's you can make a case for almost half the field really, and Terry just said that he's thinking about declaring one so
1: we we might not declare it but we'll just say it can't lose so get get, Um, get in tell us more first of all scotty Emery, are we are we taking on dark mission at the 1200 to 1600 second up here Yes. We have to, don't we? Yes. If
2: there's a Bet Fair Lays segment at the end, mine mm. will be Dark Mission. Ah,
1: oh, there you go. Very right, good. joining with you. Oh, I'm I'm in a very similar boat. I didn't actually price Dark Mission favourite. Oh, it's actually not your current favourite. Saleia is your current favourite, and that's um that's fair enough to some degree. Um my concern or my I guess my uncertainty with Saleia is uh what they do from the gate. Do they do they take a hold? Do they go back? Do they try and muster and land outside the speed, which will probably be well could be Tredenzia, could be our idol. Uh guy comes across from wide. So, um, it's a funny old map there for Saleya. Has it um, races grand final as
3: well? Like I'm assuming they would have been setting it for those three-year-old races. And exactly
1: right. Been up for been up for a while as well, Saleya. So, there's going to be a, a time where she says, I've had enough. Yeah, at, she's going to have to hold
0: that peak, isn't she? Like exactly exactly for, right. You
1: know, so. Stealing a state. <laughs> 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 Stealing a state. Jeez. When did that last spell in 2014? <laughs> It's before you got into racing, probably. Um, I, um, yeah, I think there's going to be enough pressure in this race, enough questionable pressure as well in this race. Um, I'm a big Aberdeen Queen fan um, through and through, and I think if you look at the horses drawn directly underneath her, you got Dark Mission, who will be behind her, uh, Tredenzia, because the one thing about Aberdeen Queen we, we sometimes forget is she's got the gate speed to lead races if she wants to. I don't want her out in front. I think she's far more dynamic with a sit. Um, but if you look at Dark Mission 7 behind, uh, Tredenzia 6 out in front, um, Baby Blues probably wants a similar spot in five. Indominus will be back. She's got married will be back. San Crispino doesn't jump in three. Long story short, our idol in four before. There's going to be a gap there for her to slot into, I think, maybe three back, one out type thing. I think Bradwell Willer finds a spot. Um, last start on the surface, our idol. Our idol our Idol was a superior effort, but I don't think second up on a grinding country surface like Pinjarra where they went quick, it was difficult to make ground. Bradwell Willer had to go early on her. I don't think that allowed Aberdeen Queen to show her her best and her her to be at her dynamic best I she was still pretty good though I thought she was pretty good but I think this is where we're going to see a peak performance from a horse that took it up to the likes of levitate and um, and Indian Pacific so chucking in midfield I've, I've priced Aberdeen queen a, a five dollar favorite it's not a not a short price favorite but um look at the eight bucks $8. 850 it was especially this morning I'm pretty happy being in the uh, Aberdeen Queen train guys.
2: and the way she finished on that good four throws away any of that talk about yeah. she's a wet tracker
1: Exactly. Right. I think sometimes the wet track stats and stuff can just be a correlation of when they were in good form at that certain period of time. They just happened to be. She's only had, what's she had, 10 starts? Also, um, I think
0: it's a bit of a universal ruler sort of blanket, sort of
1: mm-hmm. tidbit, t-
3: isn't it? You yeah, or well, Yeah, that's right. Um, Scotty Mack. Um, oh, I can't really argue with Terry much. I've obviously taken the, um, the Grandstand Cup as my form reference. Aberdeen Queen, yeah, third up now. will be getting ready to peak. I've got got her on top, but I'm a bit of a sucker for our ideal. I've, I've been on it the last two starts and last start made me a bit more confident about the horse too, just it normally sits handy and um, it's been building into peak fitness and last start it's dropped back and powered home. So it's done it, done it at both ends. And I know two starts ago was a heavy Bunbury leader track where he got no pressure whatsoever, um, but even though he gets two kilos worse off against Aberdeen Queen and Trudencia, I think, um, it's another one that I don't mind, but I was six fifty Aberdeen Queen on top and couldn't get Dark Mission or Soleil
2: anywhere near Aberdeen Queen. Our ideal and Tredensia. It's a big question of prices. It, mm. it always is, and and I I have the same issue that BJ has with deadlines and times for publication. So I've got. Have you already done your write up for? Yeah, it's out. Yep, yeah, okay.
1: long out. Yeah. So, I, I finished- I only up, read them just a little, whenever you take the piss out of Luke Fernie or Locky Taylor. Lockie Taylor caught one today, actually. I, know. I, no, saw, no, I, actually. I saw that <laughs> I thoroughly enjoyed that. That was very good. Um,
2: but no, uh, now with the box seat, my selections are locked in for box seat by midnight, which is- Wednesday midnight? Wednesday midnight, yep. which is somewhat of a nightmare. So, I finished up my form- about half past one last night mm-hmm. and then the tab touch written stuff gets done first thing Thursday morning so I finished that up about half past five this morning yeah okay. um, so I'm in a similar vein to, to BJ in the sense that I've got Soleil on top but now that the markets have settled down and I've got my spreadsheet in front of me I'm looking at this whether or not I get involved early or wait late is a decision that I haven't made yet but If I take Aberdeen Queen, Our Idol, and Tredencia, so the three horses out of the Grandstand Cup, then in my market, they end up being $2.10. And so I can Dutch the trio of them at $3.15. So for me, that's huge value. Mm -hmm. And so that's probably the way that I'm going to financially invest into the race. I'll I'll be with that Grandstand Cup form, Aberdeen Queen, Our Idol, Tredencia. And so I'm pretty similar. I'm $6 equal favourites, our idol, Aberdeen Queen, Salaya, $7 Trudencia, $8 Dark Mission. So in terms of a, a lay for the day, mine will be Dark Mission.
1: Something I want to discuss as we go on with the preview, and it comes up a few more times with, um, with Twig's tip in this race, our idol. Um, some horses, and I don't think at the moment there's a – a jockey on that horses go better for um, than Mitchell Pateman. Um, like he just goes on a horse for the first time, um, and they just seem to find a few lengths. We'll touch on it again with several others, actually, throughout the uh, throughout the program. But um, our idol and Mitchell Pateman seem to get along very well. And you've got to remember, our idol's got a second to Superstorm. In the bank as well, I think it was second to Superstorm. Second to Superstorm. Yeah,
0: Melbourne Cut Day. That's a very good segue, Terry. Is that Because there was a horse who ran in that particular race who I am um, – speculating on in this particular race on Saturday. You don't mind a bit of a speculation. Oh, Web, Mr.
2: Webb. Number nine, Indominus. Uh, this one of yours, isn't it? I, oh, it would have been today. Yeah, today, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, is, is 12.05 too late to reinstate him in that race? <laughs> <laughs> so, as Scotty's alluding to, Indominus was scratched from a very
0: winnable race at Pinjara this afternoon and um, and saved for this. I have sort of been sort of watching and waiting for Indominus for quite a while now. He um, he sort of ended up on the worst part of the track first up and sort of worked to the line quite well enough and then he went to Northern in a very slowly run race and, and attacked the line very strongly behind Mexicola um, last start. I feel as though third up at the mile, if you, I've watched his replays closely, I actually think he begins quite well and I think he can utilize gate two. So I wouldn't be surprised if he's in the first four or five in running. I know for a fact that Indominus, who has had some injury troubles over the last 12 months, is very highly regarded by this, by the stable and by connections. This is a gut feel thing. The price isn't there at the moment. Late bet fair. I imagine he's going to be the horse that's going to get squeezed right out at the moment. Best available is $13. I wouldn't be surprised if he pushes up towards um, Maddie territory. Terry mm, I, mean, um, you know, I think so and um, d- you know just just there's just so many chances in this race that there's going to be horses that are going to have to get squeezed out late on Betfair on the exchange and I think he could be one and I reckon, in, I reckon Indominus is a horse with a stack of raw talent and I wouldn't be surprised if he gives this a
1: big nudge. Well, just with the uh, the drift, BJ talks about you know these are currently 126, 127 percent markets. Bet Fair by jump will be one hundred one percent markets. So you obviously, take a little bit of commission, yeah, six seven eight percent. But um, yeah, everything uh, has to fit into the hundred percent. So if uh, if we've got Aberdeen Queen shorter and coming in, and that means yeah, big chance you'll see you twenty bucks later.
0: Yeah, like there's going to be people who are going to want to back horses like. Tiffa spoken. There's going to be horses, people who want to back. You know, obviously your Dark Missions and your Tradensias and and Salaya's obviously firm significantly on the um, local. Um,
1: it's about betting smarter and not harder, really. Isn't exactly.
0: It? So anyway, that's this. I was looking at this racing. You know what? I'm just going to. I could make a case for about six of these horses, and I thought Indominus might be one that gets squeezed out the back of the market, the forgotten runner, and I reckon he can uh, he can bob up at a price.
2: All right. Before we leave this race, I wanted to ask a question for Terry, and this mm-hmm. turns it into more of a, um, a punting profile or, or learning about punting because one of the main reasons I am not on Twitter is because I cannot stand when people talk about things that mathematically they might not understand, and that might sound harsh. But I have a horse, Baby Blues, here who I have marked 25 to 1, so a $26 chance. There's 41 available. So the moral question, or it's just a general punting question, I know the answer for me and I know the answer probably for Scotty, do you back Baby Blues? So they're about to load in your $26 Baby Blues, $41 on offer, fixed
1: or $48 Betfair? We should. We should be doing so. I, I, I'm i the same actually. I've marked Baby Blues around that price as well, around about $23. Bucks. Um, but I... You also do it by feel a bit. It depends how much you want to give away per race. Do you want to have – you can have – let's just call it without using it. You could have, say, 2000 on your on your main bed, Aberdeen Queen, and you might have $70. Uh, you might have $70 on – um baby blues at your at that price because it's over your mark and you sort of just start, you want to make it a chop out type thing but i a lot of what i do isn't as you've got your level one two three four fives and whatnot what i do probably isn't as as structured i think that's sort of part of my um chaos theory <laughs> the chaos theory it is yeah just get it deep inside uh, forward 50 with a small forward line um so it's it's case by case this is one where I'd very much consider it. So can I um, pose, case by case. Can I pose a secondary question you to can. it? If you had one marked 280 yes. and there was
2: 290 available, do you take that?
1: No, so I mark them to about uh, anywhere from 85 to sort of 98% pending confidence pending field size. Um, I know what I have an idea going into the race, what I want to do. Um, the 280 to 290 thing, that's not really my wheelhouse. My wheelhouse is finding, like I, I we actually did my data, my housemates, the uh, the one of the sports scientists for the West Coast Eagles, he loves the Excel spreadsheets, he chucked it all in. And we looked at my um, data over the last five years and profitability sort of from two to $3, three to five, um, got a bit of macaron on my hand, sorry guys, uh, five to 10, et cetera, et cetera. And it's quite incredible. So 10 to 20, I think it was like a 45% ROI, 20 to 50, was 70, like basically, but then there was a range from sort of the two to three fifty mark, whatever we, whatever range around there, it was just break even type stuff. Like that's not my wheelhouse. Like that's not where I, and that's where I think going forward, I'm trying to get better and the, cause the pointy end of the market is really integral when you're trying to bet a bit more and you're trying to get more sort of staking on. It's quite difficult as we know, to get on, especially when you're betting early. So, um, yeah, it's, but isn't that
0: part of the, part of the question, the answer to the question as well is that you, well, you're, you're yes, already exactly set, right. you're yep.
1: already set mostly before
0: race day though, aren't
1: you? If there's a, uh, to a degree, it's very difficult these days, Bet fares becoming. A lot more of a um, major part for us. Um, like obviously we use bowlers and whatnot, and that's just you run out of friends eventually. That's the only reason I invited these two along today. <laughs> actually, to hope that we might uh, be able to sniff out another account from them. But um, it's. Um, yeah, it's 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 race by race based and confidence based, I guess.
2: There was a purpose to the questions. Mm-hmm. So the thing I that annoys me for about five minutes without it, saying mm-hmm. anything. There. So the the thing that annoys me is let's say there was a race and it's always post race on Twitter. Mm-hmm. I, I can understand that, but somebody will say, "I marked this twenty six dollars. It's paid forty. I should have been on it." Mm-hmm. So my my question then about the two eighty versus $290, 26 to forty one is one point four percent value. Two eighty to two ninety. is is 1.4% value. Mm -hmm. So the thing I don't understand from a mathematical perspective is twofold. Those two price differences are mathematically the same thing. And the other thing is if you've marked something $26 like I have with Baby Blues, I'm saying it's a 3.85% chance of winning this race. Mm -hmm. Long-term, am I really backing those horses? Am I really investing money on a horse that I think is going to win at
1: less than four times out of 100? And the key thing is with this type of race, what price do you have, Dark Mission? $8. $8. dollars you got Dark Mission $8. Nearly every run is going to be over your price because of that. Dark Mission is currently taking 30% of the market. So, that's the thing. You're going to end up having to back nearly. So, as you, as you said, the way you're Dutch, game, you could add baby blues to your Dutch, but you're only increasing your chances of winning according to your markets by 3.5%. Mm. So, yeah.
2: And it is, it's a tough part because in that sense, let's say I was $12 Dark Mission, mm-hmm. and you could get to a point when the Betfair market – compresses to 101%, you're essentially backing every other horse mm-hmm. and all of a sudden we come on this program and this is how a lot of punters are different. So up until six months ago, I didn't bet under $3 full stop and now I don't bet under two fifty, dollars full stop, but that includes anything that's Dutched, adding them on. Okay. So so for instance, if I took the $3.10 Dutch Aberdeen Queen Our Idol Tradencia, If I looked at a race and was to add one more in and that brought me down to a dutch of $2.40, all of a sudden I'm out of that race. I I don't want to be betting and staking into a race that heavily ever. And so that's just different viewpoints on the same really outcome it, it's it's interesting it's something that scotty and i have discussed at length recently so you hit the pink lay button on betfair exactly we'll take mm-hmm. the shorts and dark mission and for me to this race mm-hmm. but Probably it will have a big red figure it's also nice the the thing about laying horses if you're laying one at three dollars well you rotate it around the other way 30. you're taking it yeah exactly right by, back, by backing every other horse mm. so it's all it's all for me about the, the longevity of it and just setting yourself boundaries and structures i'm not saying that anybody is wrong it's just interesting to find out how different mm. people do it because in a sense if scott Mark, scotty mack or twig uh, marks two horses both six dollars if they reach six dollars see price he, take price he sees the price he takes the price now for me if I was both six dollars and I saw both horses at six dollars I wouldn't back both those horses because by taking six dollars about one I'm taking effectively four about the other because they can't both win mm-hmm. and so it, it's just something that evolves over time and mm-hmm. it's the the beauty of the punt there's no right way about it and you get long term I know Scotty makes Money on the pro- on the punt. I know I make money on the punt. I know Terry and BJ do well, too. It's the great game, and it's probably four different ways of doing it. Mm-hmm. It's what keeps everyone involved. Exactly
0: right. So before we move like said- on, before we move on to the master one, Scott, Scott, and Scott, do you guys are you race day punters, or do you do you get involved in the early fixed odds markets?
2: It's there it has to be an edge. Okay, wherever the edge is. Yep, um, and. It's it's hard thinking of examples off the top of your head because you always think about those ones that are successful. And I can't stand people telling you about the winners they've backed. So I'm trying to think and of. You a, don't hear about the losers. Exa- exactly. I'm I'm trying to think of a, a recent losing example. And don't get me wrong. You haven't backed th- th- any of them. So there, there, are, there, are, there are there are plenty. But <laughs> it, depends it, if you them before or after the race? It's <laughs> all it's all about getting that that big difference. If if you and again it depends on how you do your form, but it myself ratings to win Terry G. GTX and there's so many different variants of the same or similar program that works on benchmark figures or <laughs> uh, rate, speed ratings and so you, when you have access to those platforms you can predict quite confidently where the money is or isn't going to go and that's probably the key factor in determining am I betting or trying to bet early or am I waiting late because you have some sort of comprehension or understanding of where the market's going to
1: gravitate, and just to continue on that point there, I mean we're all working at different type of margins. Like I, we all work between whatever five and twenty five percent. That'd be a sort of profit margin. I think it's quite a varied gap, but we're working on a small amount. I can back the same amount of winners as Scotty back, or Scotty Emery, or BJ. But if I'm taking a, a 15% lower price on average, I'm, I'm going to be a losing punter or they're going to be a winning punter. So it, timing when you're going to have the bet, it, it's it's everything. And, and making that decision is is just absolutely everything. I can back less winners than the next person. But if I'm timing my bet correctly and taking the peak price or something close to the peak price, that's, yeah, that's half the battle. It'd that's be the right. same
2: as if you had, sorry, Scotty. Um, It'd be the same as if you had Pete McCormack on here and talked to him about following the money. That's exactly what I was just about to bring up and, then. And, is. and jumping yeah. in at the bottom end of the marketplace. Oh kill no him, value at man, all
1: that's not uh no yeah
2: because if it's a horse that's five dollars into
3: two dollars and you take the two dollars then you got about one every two winners where if you take it at the five it's one every five or yep. whatever it is and yep. that's why i hate people and people that i talk to that don't follow racing as much as like i would or we would that when they say, "Well, oh, the money's come for this horse that um they've backed it it's like well i don't think you're getting value i I'd take the same, I'd lay it. I'd bet it to lose because there's no value. And in the long run, Mm -hmm. I'd win taking those smaller prices. And um, yeah, but people just see the firm as and love a horse. It's 51s into 15s. But really, as Scott was talking about percentages, that's the same as. $3 Three dollars into two seventy or something.
1: Exactly like, right. And you know, the key. And word you wouldn't jump to, into
3: three into two seventy.
1: The key word you just said there is the long run. People aren't, and a lot of punters aren't, especially recreational punters, aren't thinking long term. They're thinking, what can I win on this race? Yeah. And I said, well, like someone asked me for a tip, and I will say, well, it's now two dollars fifty. It was four dollars eighty. That's when it was a bet. It's probably, oh, I just want to have a winner. Yeah, I really yeah. care. And he's like, well, okay. you well, have a bad day. day, day. I'll give you the. I'll tip you the most likely. Like that's always the top in my. That's probability wise. That's what I think the most likely horse is to win. So I go through <laughs> every single race, and I'll tip you truly great in the next. I'll tip you. I'm going to tip you what my top of the market is in every single race. If you want the most likely winner, but that's not going to be a long-term success, which is everything. So, anyway, it's now time for our Mundaring Hotel WA Racing Mastermind competition. We could have a bit of competition here with the lads. A couple of astute WA form analysts, a couple of sharp operators. So the Mundaring has been the heart of the hills
0: since 1899, located in Jacoby Street, Mundaring. If you get a chance, drop in and see the publican, Ian Butchie O'Connor. They are doing tremendous things up at the Mundaring in uh, this summer. So go along, check it out. The new deck looks mint. Uh, feed, flutter, froffies—it's all happening. All the f's. Yes, and um, let him know you're a one-one listener, and he'll uh, he'll look after you. That's for sure. You'll love this, Terry. I th- when we were throwing out last week's tricky mastermind. Qu- uh, questions. I said, someone like Travis Murray will be able to, mm. to nail this one, I reckon. Yeah. And the OG mastermind yeah. just uh, popped up at the right time. Travis Murray, he got all four question, all three questions correct last week. And congratulations to Travis. A $100 gift
1: voucher to the Mundaring is in the mail. I was listening to a bit of Dr. Dre on the drive here. He's a bit OG. Reminds me of Travis Murray. <laughs> you know, Dr. Dre, what was it called? Him? Dr. Murray. So you listened to Dr. Dre? On the way here, I'd listened well, to well, Dr. So for it's been right, a long on, time. On, Radio or Spotify? What, nah, Spotify. Really? Yeah, Spotify. Not gonna, you're not going to hear Dre on the radio these days, are we? Yeah, oh, I was going right. to decide to chuck him on. So you, you wasn't was it? the a... same old DRA? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nah, nah. Person? Really Guess who's back. Yeah, Very nah. good. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, right. Yeah, had him on the way. Yep. Got Next me in the mate. mood. Got a, a very eclectic music yeah, taste Yeah, I do. Taste. Yeah, Cat Stevens on the way home from So <laughs> There won't be many food
0: groups missed. All right, boys, get your pen and paper out. To be crowned this week's mastermind, you'll need to answer
1: the following three questions correctly. I bet one of the answers is Matthew Ortier. <laughs> <laughs> I think
0: we did that last year. gully, Or what? Question one. Ceres and White, this is interesting. Ceres and White Horses have won five of the last six stakes mm-hmm. Name the non-Peters horse to win the race in... 2017. Question two. Oh, no. Bit of a breeding, breeding one here. Name this year's Cockstakes acceptor whose dam won the race back in the year 2000. Breeding buffs, we'll get this one. Actually wore the Cerise and White when she won back in 2000 as well. Question three, name the jockey who piloted the Adam Durant-trained Mr. Moe to win the 2012 Cox Stokes. All right, they are the three questions. Please send your answers in via direct message at the one one pod on Twitter and you can be in the running for that. Excellent, $100 gift voucher to the Mundari. All
1: right, Markham, how many out of three? Uh,
0: two out of three.
3: Three from three? Oh. Truity is not my strong point. He's got him I'll see <laughs> to the to the punting
0: index cards. Uh, index cards say no. Embry wins. Em- Embry wins. Embry wins. Through he's already got
1: his voucher, has not he? Yes. Just yes. given his voucher. So well earned now. Well earned. So yes, that is the
0: that is the mastermind for episode fifty six, Terry. Oh.
1: All right. Um, Am I meant to say something now? Race five. Okay. Race five. Over the... Just moved my race book slowly. We're getting there. Oh, this is the Ted now. This is the the the, the CB Cox, now known as the Ted. The Ted. It's time for the Ted. And um, over the 2,100 metres, guys, this is... The race is all about speed map for me here. I don't think um, we're going to be looking much past the top two. How do you guys have this... Mapped, Scotty McCormick, I'll throw it to you here. How do you have this mapped, and and do you think that Pikey will be aggressive on Truly Great, knowing that he might get stuck behind a few roadblocks if if riding cold from the wide gate with some pretty slow horses between him and Trap for Fools?
3: Uh, I don't think it matters to be honest. Doesn't but, matter what he does. Uh, you think I've allowed into my ratings because I just thought for a bit of fun to see what I got it. Mm-hmm. I've mapped in last, um, so taking off some points for that, and I just think he can if he repeats last start in Wait for Age that unless trap for fools is too far in front i think I can just round them up and um gather them up again to be honest this, this race doesn't really interest me i thought platoon could have been a bit of a danger mm-hmm. settling handy um but oh i just think truly great if it repeats the kingston's town like i got it improving um six lengths or something on my ratings points from its previous best and pr- in- probably yeah. can improve again incredible stuff
1: wasn't yeah it?
2: it was huge um, so it doesn't it's interest still me. In. Nightmares about it. Sorry, yeah. <laughs> finding it difficult to chime in. I'm just passing a graphic across, but I felt like oh, B-
1: Scott's drawn some pictures of some horses on his phone here. I, I, I felt
2: know. I felt like BJ when I was mapping this race because I had him one one.
1: Yep. Oh, uh, yeah, just from the wide skate. Well, exactly. I say the wide skate because you've got Taxigano coming across. Just, I actually had him yeah, Just I, jam I can him in there. Yeah. I,
2: I, I had him following underneath Taxigano Taxigano in the, yep. I, I had him one-one as well, I thought it was worth well. Yeah, yeah. Um,
1: and also, he's the sort
0: of horse who begins well and, and musters anyway. So, mm-hmm. uh, Pikey, the, the danger Pikey,
1: Pikey, Pikey hasn't ridden truly great for a while. Interesting no, to know. I don't the, think he's ridden him more prep. The danger is that Taxigano slots in. There's not a spot there and Pikey has to look at coming across and, and parking in the breeze. See, so if- would you be happy if you were on obviously the current price is going to be too thin for everyone I'd imagine at a dollar 40 or so but uh, would you be who would you want to be on okay who would you want to be on if they settled down Trafalgar's lead and truly great Breeze? but well, this is the
2: perfect example for me because I mark this a level 0 because mm. I know I'm never going to get 250 about truly great and I have no interest backing around him mm-hmm. so I I basically take
1: the easy way out yeah that's a little bit disappointing
2: isn't it I yeah I
0: just think you're talking about I know Trap for Fools is a is a great horse, but I think you're talking about horses at different stages of their careers, um, maybe different levels of ability too. So
1: they both race without cover, though. Yeah, we're going to go that question one the more time. They both race without cover. Who would you want to be on? That's what's
3: really great. Did last
1: that wasn't it? Three deep and still. Well, he got he got the back of Taxigano for yeah. a, a portion, a good portion of the race. Um, but, yeah, if they. If I know, they what, you know us, what you're getting at. Yeah, yeah. if that's how is. You're going to be tipping us into Trapper Fools aren't? I'm not going to be tipping you. <laughs> it, it's a bit like our Universal Pleasure in the in the first. Yeah. I, I think Will um, think Wilcena will probably win the race. It's probably the most upside there. And I think Truly Great will probably round them up and win the race. But um, Pikey ends up back last, or Pikey ends up in the back of a stopping Taxigana, or has to go to the breeze because there isn't a spot there. Arctic Streaming kick up. Saucy Jack's going to have the back of Trapper Fools. Saucy Jack's going to be the first horse beaten, giving Trapper Fools a nice little <laughs> breathing room behind him. Like, I. I just think there's the potential from Barrier Seven for things to be a little sticky in a in a race where there won't be a, a stack of speed early and there won't necessarily be those gaps opening up. So I I do think that Truly Goat probably ends up in the one one and i have probably done my money instantly. Um, but at four fifty, trap for fools. It's again, it's it's one of those races where I think if you run the race four times, trap for fools can probably win at once. Can I throw a curveball in? You can throw
2: a curveball in. I may well have an early quad and anchor trap for fools. Oh. Okay, talk to me. As a, as an alternate point of difference, yeah, th- first three legs are in. Indominus gets up for BJ. Yep. It's it throws huge value in there, and then we get to the last. And I've got a small investment, a, a very small mm-hmm. early quad rolling into trap for fools for the upset. If if this if the if the, um, the layoff was good enough, you could either lay him and, and trade out or. Back truly great, and I just I couldn't possibly bring myself to have a back truly great.
1: He'll be overquadded, won't he? Truly great, exactly right, course, especially in the last leg. Is overquadded. I don't think overquadded a word, the, this but it is can a, be the kind of
2: one where you could get to a scenario where the, the early quaddy with truly great is $20 and the early quaddy with trap for fools is 400, yep. and it's a 20 times difference yep. in that sense, but they're not 20 times different in a marketplace. And, and then the the Platoon shoots
3: through from Barry
1: 3 and nabs you all. I'm just, just taking a little note of that, actually. <laughs> from Scotty, that's very good. Uh, so already yeah, placing that's, his uh, body that's very good. But, yeah, look, I'm expecting Truly Great to be too good, but um, I I really do believe. Uh, and also, I just want to give credit to Brad Willer for that ride last week. I haven't got the data in front of me, but from memory, quickest, uh, this is after leading, quickest 8 to 600, and then quickest 4 to 200, I think, of the race as well. That's just cagey,
0: isn't it? If well, it a, if you overlaid the... Aragane race versus the Trap for Fools race Mm -hmm. last Saturday, Aragain would have been 12 lengths in front Mm -hmm. of Trap for Fools, which is incredible.
1: Is it is it necessarily to trap for fools? Um, well, it clearly was on Saturday, but I think Trap for Fools is a pretty strong horse marching out in front. So if they do go at a proper tempo, I don't think that would have been to Trap for Fools' detriment either necessarily. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't have. I wouldn't have associated Trap for Fools, and I was obviously on in the run. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wouldn't have associated. I just want to remind everyone of that. Tipped it at seventeen dollars. Uh, <laughs> there was a scratching button. That's not worry about <laughs> deductions, deductions, deductions took out about half of that, but let's not worry about that. Um, but I, in the run, I wasn't as pleased, because I, I thought I would have just liked to see a more fluent, uh, try to get them all off the bit by a certain point. But clearly I was wrong um, in, in that sense. But uh, no, I, I think lots of cheek, lots of cheek here. Gives a big kick. Trap for fools. So I've, I've actually, yeah, I've marked them two bucks, three bucks type things. So. I reckon all this might get ugly.
0: Okay, it could be. Oh, it might be a margin. Oh, do you reckon? That might be a uh, might. Invictus and Dominus margin yeah.
2: type
1: thing. Nine point seven.
2: <laughs> <laughs> could could, it, uh, could truly great be Bob's best chance at winning a Caulfield Cup in the next decade? You know, I I thought that after she or won the Melbourne derby, Cup,
0: uh, after she won the d- the Derby last year, I thought Tuscan Queen looked like a horse capable of winning a Caulfield Cup. Mm. Just had to had that talent, you know, that level of talent. But yeah, this the the, pro- the problem with this fellow is, is he's like a one oh eight now. You know what I mean? Those Caulfield Cups are sort of one by those four and five year olds sort of getting in on the uh, close to the min- minimum and that but
2: he's just he's just got eastern states group one also written all over him for mine i don't want terry to cry but there has to be some chance that it's the last time we see trap for fools and truly great both in this prep and in WA, yeah. yeah,
1: I can't shed any more tears. I simply can't shed any more tears. So uh, yeah, I've uh, just to clarify what he's talking about there. I'm guts in on truly great and trap for fools at twenty ones and fives. If you look at the current market, it's really good punting this is for the this is for the, Perth, for the Cup. Perth Cup. Yeah, so um, there is there is. A, I heard Lindsay say he was going to worry about the look at the forecast for the day about where the trap for fools runs. Or that, I think that's I a, saw
2: that's a real Jeff Evans thing. Yeah. That, yes. that, that, that's why Jeff and I are so close as. <laughs> <laughs> As friends, we're very much that kind of person. A uh, side, little side story, and it's ancient history now, three weeks, but uh, there was a stage when on Ascot Gold Cup Day, the track was downgraded from a soft seven to a heavy eight, and <coughs> Jeff Evans came into the mountain yard, and the discussion was whether or not um, too close the sun should be a late scratching. The dollar mm. eighty favourite of whether or not he wanted to go around on a heavy eight and then back up seven days into a railway. So that's... Which is a bit of an insight into the ways Jeff Evans name. thinks. Wow, right,
1: you know him better than anyone. Will Fools run in the Perth Cup? No, oh, that's no. Sure the great great the Perth Cup. Why would you not run? In the, why would they not go to the Perth Cup? It's, it's a horse that's on his not on his last legs, but this is he just carried sixty two. I'm, I'm getting a bit defensive, here. a little bit upset. Surely they are run the Perth Cup?
2: Look, it's, why wouldn't you? Well, if
1: you were to get him
2: victorious tomorrow, does he go up another?
1: Four points? Three no, points? No, no, no. I think at max he'd get two. So, at wait, to, he'd wait to be on Monday. He yeah? still carried less mm-hmm. than what he carried in the Towton, I think. If, if so, we said um, right now that these two horses, truly great, trap for fools,
2: ran third or fourth, no penalty, then what are we looking at, BJ? Probably at current 61, trap for fools, 60, truly great, and then 53, near on everything else because well, it, it would essentially had, become had a look, a had a look last year. 97 plus or so.
0: Yeah, so last year Regal Power was weighted, top weight, 59 and a half as a 108. It's a
1: 53 plus, so 53 minimum.
0: Yeah. So, yeah, so he was, the so it was it was a 97 plus rated race. Um That was after Regal Power came out, but he was weighted at 59 and a half. I suspect that they'll weight Trap for fools at 59 and a half down. Like, uh,
2: yeah.
1: Party time.
2: Yep. If, if, if he was 59 and a half, then I'm in Terry's corner. Yep. Why, why wouldn't you go? Yep. I so think 59 and a half at 2,400 is a bit different to 61.
1: Yeah. He carried the 62 over 2,200. I, you, I'm just going to keep batting for this. There's no way I'm uh, I'm that's changing a, my tone here. I, I'd my, be surprised
0: uh, if they, they put out a set of weights with a horse that's got a six in front of it. Mm. Uh, I just think it's a Perth Cup. Like where else is it's? He's still got to carry fifty nine and a half, which is I think it's a kilo and a half overweight for age at twenty four hundred metres. It's still a bloody. If you if you can do that and win, for me, that's too good. He can win with sixty five. Let's yeah. be honest. Um, just just quickly on on this this race. Um, don't want to get too political or whatever, no. but have been, Jack? have been calling it no no have been calling it the CB Cox Stakes, which is its traditional name. It is now known as the Ted Van Hemp Stakes. And Ted Van Hemp's was a longtime chairman of of WTC and Perth Racing. And um and you know, obviously he deserved, you know, he was a longtime servant of the club, polarizing figure in a way. And some people have their have their viewpoints on on um, on whether he should have a name. A race named after him um, or not, I don't mind that there's a Ted Van Hemp state. For me, I'm disappointed. If I was a member of the Cox family, I would be disappointed that they have basically been erased from the, the history of this race and and that family's contribution from West Australian racing has has been minimalized. And like I think they could have created a race for the, for the Ted Van Hempst and um, and I guess showcase his you know uh, what he did for WA racing over a long period of time. But in effect. So, my continually saying the CB Cox Stakes is, is because I'm, you know, is in honour of that family's contribution and I think it's important that – I think it's disappointing that the race got changed initially, um, but I still think it's important that we recognise the history of the race and it was traditionally the CB Cox Stakes.
2: It's a bit like 3,200 metres of the Perth Cup. Once the history's gone, you can't get it back.
1: Yeah. Yeah, agree. So, anyway, the Ted. The Jericho. Mm-hmm. The Ted, that's a Ted for another year. Maybe we'll, will we see a ride for the ages this year? I can't well, see any fathoms of golds in this field trying to take. Maybe Saucy Jack. Yeah, I guess boy, I was he'll, say, boy Saucy boy, Jack. Saucy jack. Out in front. If you do look mm-hmm. at Saucy Jack's best couple of runs, they were sitting leaders back, so I reckon they're thinking back at trap for Full, try and fall into seventh. I,
3: I think they're thinking picking up the 2500
2: Yeah, it's I, already <laughs> look, I already looked at that last yeah. night. I
1: said, how much do they get for that $2,500? It's a bit so. like a
2: where are they now because that day I was actually standing at about the... 300 meter marker with Kim Hunter, who had backed uh, fathoms of gold no. at the hundreds, and and fairly he- heavily too, and was. Yep. Was he
1: expecting that type of ride? Yeah, I think he was. Yeah, okay. Mm. He'd probably, probably, he probably get, get the a instructions, instructions, wouldn't he? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he
2: d- d- get doesn't, the Yeah, he doesn't normally get too enthusiastic in <laughs> Hunter in the run, but stumping up Richie Bell around him.
1: <laughs> oh, dearie, That's Yeah, that's one of the, the greatest races I've ever seen, one of the greatest calls as well. It was a cracker. Actually, oh. it was on
0: social media. If you missed it yes, during the week, jump on Twitter morning. and Facebook, Tab Radio, I think, Tab Touch. Pages, they uh, recapped what was one of the great uh, editions of the TED. Race 6 is the Crown Sports Bar Handicap, 2,200 metres, and we see the return of Midnight Blue, who was sensationally scratched from the Towton Cup last Saturday, saved for this race. Interestingly, last start it was weighted with 60 kilos in this grade and they opted for a claim, Carlene Heffel. This time, though, uh, Bob and Sandra, Peter's investments have gone straight to the wizard for Midnight Blue. Mm. Can now this is a this is no gimme. Can Midnight Blue carry the sixty point five from Gate Eleven and uh, charge his way into potentially Perth Cup favoritism with a victory? Yeah,
3: why not? I don't, I don't normally get um, excited about twenty two hundred meter races. They're my downfall, but I've narrowed this down to two possible chances. Midnight Blue for one. Um, I just think if they swap the rides of Heffel and Pike last start behind a dormant, uh, dormant doesn't get close. Pike could not have got a single inch more out of a dormant and it's probably the only time I've ever, ever got on the right side of Pike in a photo. Um, so I was I was out of the couch on that one cheering home, but you swap the rides and I think Pike um, wins on Midnight Blue or more. So Heffel doesn't ride a dormant like Pike does. So from Barry 11, you might have to drop back, but it's turn of foot's pretty electric, I think. And, the only danger I have is um, Mr. Delegator. It's not normally a horse of mine, but it's two starts in. I thought it was really tough over the 1,600 holding out Bragwell um, last start. It's one over 2,100 before, Pateman on a leader. I just think if he can kick away and get too far in front, and he's a pretty pretty tough horse to get past being three from seven. Um, I've, got, yeah, I've got it between the two that... I marked a midnight blue three dollars. Mister Delegator four forty five, and I think either Delegator leads all the way or Midnight Blue can chase it down and
1: first and last covered basically. First and last covered. Mm-hmm.
3: I, I don't like much else to be honest. Um, that I don't think they're as suited as those two. There's your perfect okay. losing
2: example too. Of do you jump in early? Bragwell shooter plus. Mm. That, was, that was a uh, probably a somewhat of a market error when early price went up so there's there's a losing example that we were after yes has it won yet, yes April? no i've
1: watched the recovery a couple times yeah i've, I've got a, a few people that a uh, few mates if you beat the betfair sp it's considered a winning bet regardless of the result and that's the key so he uh he's a sports punter, but um he looks at starting price by the time they jump but he's his way of recording is um if he beats the sp that's uh, the results sort of irrelevant. Obviously, he prefers to win money.
0: So, Scotty, very keen Midnight Blue. Before I move, Scotty, what Mac, price that did is. you mark?
3: I'm sorry, Scotty, uh, three dollars Midnight Blue and four forty five, Mister Delegate. So at the
1: current prices. It's a bit of a bit of a crack at Mister Mr. D. D. He's, yeah, the, he's the bet Comfortable. I missed
3: the early thirteens on three six five. Yeah, but well, I jumped in at the ten dollars fifty. Yeah. Not to mention uh, that
2: those markets of Scotty Max are to eighty percent.
3: Oh yeah. So wow. I've chips in the two. Yeah. Yeah. Scotty Embry, your
2: thoughts on uh, on this particular race, race six. I couldn't get Midnight Blue, but mainly for the point that he copped a map penalty, which is one of the elements in my pre-race ratings. Uh, I'm suggesting that Pike's on for the sole reason that they want these points to ensure themselves if it was a full field Perth Cup that they would get in to make sure that those horses in the, the low 80s that have been going around and around again... Um, wouldn't hold a spot ahead of him. In the end, it's not a race that I'm going to get involved in. I was three fifty midnight blue four eighty MTA, and then twenty two hundred. Yeah, it's a question mark clearly, yeah. but I I just love I love that placement. It, it's three kilos as a three year old taking on the mm. older horses at twenty two hundred. Three kilos, Lactar it's a, it's a six kilo weight swing on yeah. on his fair handicap. So yeah, my next in line. It's just mm. the, the placement Quick that backup. got me he's a Exactly. He's back, the last two times he backed up, he ran third behind Naughty by Nature, and then he ran second behind Watch Me Dance beating Dom to Shoot. So, look, I went MTA, but it's a race where it just looks on paper like I'm going to watch this and go post-race, how did I not get Midnight Blue shorter? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I understand in my own sense why I didn't.
1: Yeah, I've got Midnight Blow second favourite, so I'm probably a little bit uh, off off, off kilter here. Um, But I just think that's a... It's going to be set a task from, from you'd think, from close to dead last, 60 and a half. Um, really, really nice horse. But I think you're going to have Mr. Delegator and MTA, who are the two biggest dangers. As you blokes have both touched on, uh, you're going to have them probably 1-2 um, in running in, in some way or another. And last time we saw Mr. Delegator go from the 1600 to the 2200 or 2100, it was. I know it was only a midweek race, but it was only his fifth career start, 765, yeah, fifth career start. Um, and it was a pretty tough win sitting outside the uh, the speed at his first go at a gym. Journey. So, back in Chiana Robertson, in to do a pretty similar um, effort here. Mitchy Pateman, I think Mitchy Pateman gets obviously we saw last study improve by about two lengths on a on his PB. Uh, I think this is one of those ones like I was talking about earlier that go really. It violent.
0: was a pretty perfect ride though, wasn't 100% it? Hundred like, percent it was. But right. I can't, I can't if see you why go, this, if you break down the micro yep. sort of sectionals, that was that was inch perfect, and he made the move at exactly the right time, and it was, and he, yeah, it was. I can't it see it. It
1: was incredible. So last week I tipped Scooter's Machine and everybody said, well, last the, the week before it was on that massive rail bias track at Bunbury and that's why I gave the kick, etc., etc. I said, well, it's going to get the same type of setup here. And I think Mr. Delegator gets the same type of setup here. Mitchie with 55 and a half, there'll be nothing dead. There'll be no dead weight in the um, in the saddle, which is something, that's an old wise tale for me, whether I, I should be utilising that or not. But I, I do like it when um, jockeys ride at their catch weight or very close to it. So I just think when you're going to have one horse out in front with some upside, um, giving a nice kicker, I've I've marked Mr. Delegate. I've actually marked him equal favourites at $4.50. So, at um, eight, nine, as Scotty said, some better prices this morning <laughs> were around. Uh, Mr. Delegate, it's not a – it's probably – on Scotty Emery's it's probably a, a two out of a five if you're putting it on your, uh, on your level Sliding of confidence. Scale, I, I can see Midnight Blue probably winning the race, and he's on the upside, and – Probably your Perth Cup favourite after the race. I can see that. But this is, everything's against him here. He's going to have to be really, really yep, good. So, yeah. Never he, doubt he, the great man,
3: he, Well, He, he ex- always finds a way to shoot up on the rails if he, that's the way to go. Exactly right. But he takes sometimes, it through deep if he needs. So, he always does the perfect thing.
1: He does. If, you, if you're back last and, and the leader gives a really strong kick, sometimes you simply can't win. It's just unwinnable no matter how good you are. And on a horses for courses, go. it's, it's got to be a little um, a little play, Mr. Delegator mm-hmm. here. That's it.
0: I'm with Scotty Mack pretty keen midnight blue, thinking that listening to Scotty Embry and to the Guru that might get see a bit better than the three dollars on the on the day. Um potentially. I don't know. You reckon? I I, I find it hard to read. I think it's just think late late Betfield. I just think there's gonna be people wanting to wanting to oppose him. So oh, I was three dollars Midnight Blue, if I can get get that or better um, on the day. I'd be pretty happy with that. that was $6, Mr. Delegator. Um, so Mr. Delegator's the bet, the current yeah. prices. So um, I just think I think Midnight Blue is, uh, yeah, is, uh, yeah. I just feel as though he's just that horse who's just gonna keep stepping up to the next level, stepping up to level, stepping up to level um, in a bit of a, you know, I guess a prep behind, truly great in a way. And um, just, he's just gonna eat up the, the journey and, uh, We'll be flying late and just
3: whether he times it if he catches the leader or not. I just
0: think he's strong enough to be able to sustain an 800 metre run, do you know what I mean, and still still get over, just burn him. Mr Delegator, third up, 1,600 metres to 2,200 metres. Uh, It's going to have to be good as well, so there's going to be some question marks around that and the three-year-old. I love seeing Trevor push on with this three-year-old. Would have even been interesting if we could see... Days gone by where we used to see three odds in the Cox Stakes or the, the TED. It would have been interesting to see if they can weave in like a bonus system where horses can progress, young horses or even old horses can progress through the wait for age races to make the, the TED another feature, like have a bonus system attached mm-hmm. to that which might attract more, more numbers to that particular race. But for me, Midnight Blue, I was very keen last week. I was very disappointed, it got scratched. And um, maybe in hindsight, the way that the race panned out, probably might not have won, but I think I he's going to win on Saturday. It's, it's funny; good. it's
1: um, five bucks for a Perth Cup, most places all in, and it's sort of three bucks here, yep. so it's not not that far off. It's Perth Cup price, you know, little sixty six plus. I
3: was happy to take it on last week too, so mm, I think I had it priced yeah. nine dollars, and it's been scratched as a two dollars sixty,
1: yeah. and I'm
3: involved in the better prices of other things and cop the deductions, but don't know if I backed the winner in the end anyway, so it didn't really matter. <laughs> but Yeah. Scotty Mark, we've got you down to take charge of race seven, the
0: Agent Fresh, Starstruck Classic, the third leg of the traditional Phillies and Mares series, listed race, 1600 metres. They tell me that you are super keen on
3: one in this particular event. Relatively keen. Relatively. Um, I've got, because with my punting only back horses that are within two lengths of my top rated, so I've got three possible horses that I could bat. Um, the main one, I think, is dance music, and I'm hoping it's not a um, flower of war case, which I was more than chips in <laughs> on, on <laughs> flower big, of war. I'm in hindsight, it was um, definitely a bit flat this preparation, but I think dance music's the other way. It's it's going really well. It should have finished a lot closer last start behind Kemantari in a Group Three, and just on weights and ratings, um, it's the best well the best ra- um, weighted horse in the race. Um, obviously, got respect to Chantria, but. Second up dance music, so I think got that bit of fitness and I mean, could be my detriment taking on Pike from barrier one, um, but then also Serenity Bay, I think was massive last start. It was a peak rating I've ever got on it. And if it can repeat that, it can go close too. So um, I'm, a, I'm pretty bullish. Dance music can push forward and lead or if something wants to cross it, it can sit behind them. A bit like in the Northern Cup when it just shot through on albeit a leader bias day.
1: Um, it's an interesting map, isn't it? There's no sort of defined leader. It's very similar to the Jungle Dawn in regards to how it could be run in um, in that sense. So,
0: well, the map hinges a lot on. Lonsdale Lady, does it
1: not? It does, yeah. And and again, my understanding is that they don't want to lead with Lonsdale Lady. So it's um, if they go back and, and take a snag, I mean, it it, it sort of does mean that um, Morning Song could end up in front if they want to be aggressive. Dance yeah, Music. Dance yeah, Music. Yeah, might it's just music. Like, 100%. Yeah, I'll be I'll more than happy yeah, to as well. Hunter, I, yeah, exactly right. Just to remind you more of Flower of War.
3: <laughs> yeah. Um, well, hopefully it's a bit more of an enjoyable race to watch mm. this song because Flower of War was gone pretty quick. At least I. I knew I'd done my money early before the post. So current um, current market is where are we? Is Chantre's
0: favorite, $3.10, and Dance Music's basically f- vying for favouritism at the moment, $3.20. Um, then it pushes out to Serenity Bay, seven fifty, special choice eight fifty, and then there's a range of horses around the fifteen to nineteen dollar chance. So there is quite a few sort of options in this race, but the market is is um, flip-flopping at the moment between the, um, the established class and quality and the weighted horse of um, dance music and the, I guess, the untapped um, X Factor, Chantre, who tasted a defeat for the first time last start and probably,
1: you know, probably was a bit stiff. Yeah, that's another that were, leap too. There was a few that were a bit stiff, <laughs> yeah. that naughty by nature, you could say should have won the race. Rationale. Um, Rationale.
0: Rationale.
1: Rationale. Lonsdale lady didn't step. and um, then if you go a little bit further, you can say she's a light. Well, only fell in. She was super tough late. Like she just knows how to win races. I mean, she's won seven of nineteen or, or something of that nature. So she could end up leading it just about if they look for a sit on dance music. But um yeah, I think the big query dance music is just when, when's when's one run um, too many as well for the Absolutely. preparation as well. So that that's got to be a query. I haven't got dance music anywhere near Shontrey in my market, Mister um, Embry. How, how's your market looking? I know you're a big weights man, and when when a ninety nine raider gets into a a little set weights and penalties, what is it, fifteen points above a uh, festival miss? Is your second highest raider? That's probably where you're. Might be land? No. No, no,
2: I've surprised myself here. And it's only because, and it's something that is a work in progress, but it's working on how do you, excuse me, how do you assess improvement or how do you go, this horse is progressive is the word that we use to describe it, but how do you put a measure on that? And so, I've given Chantrea probably too much of a push here and so she's ended up favorite Mm -hmm. in my market which did somewhat surprise me because yeah on a strict handicap dance music should carry seven and a half kilos more than her because she's got the runs on the board i think in the back of my head i am still questioning whether dance music is really a miler a winner of the northern cup on that as scotty said rails hot day do you prove much there or don't you that being said this is not a race for me, and it's for a, a couple of reasons. The first of what all- What price is Chantria, sorry? 290. Okay. 390. No, sorry. i got my updated price. 3, 310 Chantria, 370 dance music. Okay. And that's 95%? 95%. Okay. yeah. So, uh, there's a number of reasons that I'm not involved in this race. The first of those being that- as one of my punting rules, and there are a few of them. One of them is I don't back horses out of slow run races. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Full stop. End of story. Don't do it. Do you think that's a bit definitive? Yeah, it is, but uh, I've found over the last five years that it's worked. You go, th- and, and it's something I used to record too. So, what's,
0: what's slow though? So, what's, it, what's, what's, the, what's the tipping point?
2: The tipping point is two lengths. Yeah. So, the two. two lengths slower than average. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, okay. so for instance, the, Two, the overall. Overall, overall race time. Yeah, so yeah. the Jungle Dawn was six and a half lengths slower than average. Mm-hmm. So I simply won't back a horse
1: out of that race. And that's because you don't see that as a, a solid form reference to some degree. It what about mean. the fact that we think this race will be run at a similar tempo? Exactly. Then why would I want to be involved?
2: Mm-hmm. So the only chance that I would be of playing into this race is... Is dance music because she brings alternate form to those that have come from the jungle dawn, okay. and she's probably going to be the beneficiary of that slow tempo. What if we say four dollars twenty-eight, Shantrea? Well, yeah, there's So she, many decisions to be made, and
0: she's she's coming down um, just on that dance music. She's coming out of a blistering railway stakes, and then uh, fourteen hundred meters where they run one twenty-two. So at wait for age, wait for age, yeah. So, and, it was probably, and as Scotty Mack was saying, she's beaten 2.7, but if she gets out into the three wide line and moves into the race with momentum, she probably finishes a length closer anyway. Mm-hmm. So,
2: and yeah. Invariably back on those slow run races, that's why you say something like so many of those horses were unlucky. Yes. Because they're always a bunched finish yep. because they've mm-hmm. gone so slow that they've finished alongside each other. You'll, you'll find that the, the winner has run the same last 600 as the swooper. And so nothing's been able to prove anything and you just don't quite know how well any of them have gone? Mm-hmm. So as a Can't blanket, just the rating that they've given off for the race, exactly. They're so they're as on. a blanket rule, I tend to avoid those as future bet form references. Mm-hmm.
0: Okay, so okay, so what about a horse like Serenity Bay? So it's- doesn't it, get the mile anyway. It's come out of the uh, very fast carbine club behind Nerf Bosque, and that form is obviously pretty good. Um, Mister Run so it's twenty-eight days between run. Mister Run due to a floating mishap two weeks ago. And um, so, she, yeah. So, and I guess Grant and Alana Williams. How many runners do they have in this race? So, there's she's ended up with Joe as a party on board after Johnston Porter and um, Chris Parnham and others. Jay McNaught have, have opted for for other rides in the race. What What do you do with? She, she's the other horse with the I guess the alternate form references. I guess is the point I'm trying to make. Oh
2: well, again we come back to the the prices and and the betting. And in the end, I look at a race like this. So, as I said, 310 Chantria, 370 Dance, Music. I'm $7 Serenity Bay. But if you take those prices, Dutch them together, I'm never going to be able to bet into this race above $2.50 and be on the horses that I want to be on. So, it's a no-bet race for me, but serenity bay i think the the obvious query is 1600 meters
1: and the month between runs now as well isn't it
2: exactly Mm. i I probably don't take a lot about the the month between runs because she arrived on course i think it was swelling in the off four cannon she's probably the very next day worked Mm -hmm. it's just the fact that on that day she's not ready to race it's a it's a good race but Mm -hmm. it's not a race that interests me
0: Mm for me i was three dollars sean treyer four dollars dance music i think uh I think Chantre is just, obviously she's a winner. I think she's uh, destined. She could be a Lindsay Smith horse that uh, ends up at his Warnerbull stable sooner rather than later in the in the new year, I would suspect. Um, I think she can begin really well in a, in a race that lacks tempo. I think Pike's going to take up a very forward running position with Chantre, maybe leaders back, potentially. Uh,
1: Stork. Gonna, of dance music, yeah. So gonna someone have, takes on dance music, you
0: three back yep, I think so. Yep, uh, it's going to have a full head of steam out. Just Parky just needs to find clear galloping room. Let her let rip, and uh, she could, uh, she should be too good for them. I think yeah.
1: two sixty five Chantrea four forty dance music for me. So um, I haven't taken the three ten at the moment. I'm, I'm still. Just a bit umming and ahring what I want to do. The one horse I'm expecting improvement from, and I can't really quantify why I exactly think this. I'm also going to make Serenity Bay lay. I'll I'll lay that on um, Betfair tomorrow morning. I'll put up some- Can't wait. Put up some nine bucks or something like that. eh? A 750 best at the moment. Um... But I'm expecting big improvement from another one that Mitchie Pateman jumps on. Um, I thought there was more in Festival Miss's Run last start than we actually saw. I don't think Festival Miss got a great deal of galloping room, but wasn't perhaps as aesthetically as unlucky as the other runners. The current price is absolutely horrible. I reckon we're going to see forty plus late on the exchange Oof. or thirty plus late on the exchange. I just want to say very small on. Shantria um, will be the the investment at the uh, the three dollar possum. I'll,
0: I'll be having my usual. On uh, naughty by nature, naughty <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> I did was going to come up
1: today. I, I, I kept huge. on
0: looking at it. it. Was
3: unlucky last start, but
0: yeah. uh, it was. It was. Bit, yeah, but again, as Scotty said, as you guys both said, it uh, there was plenty of unlucky runners in that particular race. There so. was,
1: and you just mentioned it already. Bj CJP opted to ride um, naughty by nature over, and that might be uh, the fact that he's ridden naughty by nature basically throughout a career. But yeah. um the fact he's on over Serenity Bay, who's half the price, it's a it's a little push if you need an extra little push.
0: current current price is fifteen dollars naughty by nature, but I'm suspecting it'll get it'll be one that gets squeezed out similar to your uh view of festival miss festival miss Terry, Yeah so. that'll be out the door.
3: Okay. I look forward to that nine dollars Serenity Bay. Yeah um, it's all yours. I've got it second yeah. favourite with oh, a yeah. even a sixteen hundred ah sixteen hundred dollar 600- sixteen hundred meter um penalty. Oof. I think
1: um, Have your notifications on tomorrow morning then. Oh, uh, we'll I'll best be stressed. waiting
3: refreshing um Very
1: good, Serenity I like Bay. this. I like this. Yeah,
3: Chantry is $6. head <laughs> I won't talk to him ever again if it wins so, tw- uh, <laughs> I mean, yeah, so I'm on two against you, Terry. <laughs> <laughs> <So> that's Twitter Lays.
0: Twitter Lays tomorrow morning from uh, Terry the Guru. yes. Yep. All right. Race eight is the Thoroughbred Breeders WA Black Diamond, the very first running of the Black Diamond. It's a Phillies and Mares race, $100,000, ratings 66 plus. Who wants to uh, dive into this one?
2: I will, actually. Scotty. This is my second bet race, and it's another Dutch bet race. So, taking my prices, Miss Frost, Cryptic Love, Solid azza So, putting, again, eggs in a basket, the Jungle Mist form. So, the, uh, the Grandstand Cup form into the Jungle Mist form. But if I take my prices and Dutch the three of those, I have them as a $2.10 Dutch. In the current market prices, I can dutch the trio of them at $3.25. So, again, it's a, a three-way play. It's nothing extraordinary or outside the box. But I just thought that in this race, there's going to be so many horses that hold percentage. So probably in my market aren't legitimate winning chances, but are going to hover around that $10, $12, 14 $15 mark.
1: Better bell, one of
2: those? Bedouin Bell, <laughs> definitely one of those. And, are, and probably are just going to mean that, Horses like Miss Frost, like Cryptic Love, like Solid Azzer, all stay backable prices for me. So it looks to be a bet race, but it's also one that probably because I'm working at that thinner end of percentage, I'll wait.
3: Mm-hmm. Scotty, Mack, I am relatively um, interested in getting involved, but I've got this race an absolute raffle. I've got an $8.50 of the field. Mm. Um, I've actually got Taj Marley on top, I think the blinkers back on jay can push it straight to the front back to 1200 can be a pretty tough horse to get past and i'm interested to see if anyone else has it this is my maddie of the day american choice i've got mm. that uh um just behind taj mali as well and um i think the 26 dollars is a big price at the moment but um i mean mark ten dollars in my book but, go um, forward
1: and breeze outside taj mali do you think
3: yeah, I think it will try and push forward, or I don't honestly really know what it will do. Um, it's gone forward before. kind of has to, isn't it? Mm-hmm. I think, yeah, I think it would have to. Yeah,
1: without, I think it was given up.
3: Um, I'll put my back. faith in Chris Parnham. Yep. Um, but, yeah, I think it's an absolute raffle I've got like seven horses within three kilos, so it's within two lengths, I think.
0: It's a funny race, isn't it? It's like you got your class horses coming out of the listed fillies and then you got horses in the market like Miss Ivy League and Ladies of London who are coming out of class one provincial victory. So it's – and then obviously Due West is 4.40 – Coming
1: via mm. a Bunbury Class Three, I think it was. So what a steer that was! Oh. Jeez, White as Gay just <laughs> chucks it in a spot and says, "I'm just going to pop past." the one, stable, one, mate. Yeah, the old one one yeah, from eleven. Talking about steers, Miss Frost. Um, oh, Michi that was, yeah. was yeah. Probably
3: one of the best rides I've seen in yeah. a long time from Barrier Ten. There
1: it certainly was. The query about the twelve hundred was uh, shot down, and uh, Luke Mid- now a black type trainer yeah. gets the eleven <laughs> points as well. Mitchy just said, uh, "I'm just." 1-1. One, one. just my spot. Just well, Brad, rode, my Brad spot. got the back of uh, the best horse in that race. At this Flower of War. Flower of War. Oh, no. <laughs> we don't
3: want to go back there, I think we? I saw someone post on Twitter that the, was it Tycoon Storm that got caught behind yep. it and yep. said he got caught behind the slow one. Mm-hmm. So, I think, which was yeah, the, it was going back was pretty yep. quick.
1: It was. It was, uh, yeah, it was, yeah, stiff, I think, stiff. Mm-hmm. Um, I like one I like of
0: this. Do you? Yeah. I reckon this is the race for solid a. Mm. Scotty mentioned it in his Dutch. Um, I feel as though she – I thought her her run two back was behind in the In Love With Paris race where they went In Love With Paris and – said horse come? Comes a time. Comes a, time, comes a time, when time. Went sort of head and head for the whole thing. And I thought she was really rocketing late. The Jungle Mist run was behind Miss Frost. It was full of merit. Gets significant weight swing on um, – Miss Frost six kilos. As a party l- later in the day, if, if the um, if they're making good ground, I think check on Willy wind, yeah, Willy wind. Yes, uh, if if Joe has a party, can get solid as a uh, maybe three wide with cover, four wide peeling into the lanes at Ascot, rocketing down the outside. I think each way. I think solid aser is is uh, is a is a
2: good go. Well, it, to me, looked on paper like a swoopers race, if you will, because yep. those class horses
1: are all going to be three deep with cover. Mm-hmm. Ladies of London, Miss Ivy League, Du West, Taj Mahal, American Choice, the five sort of horses that can go for. Igarashi. Igarashi. Queries on how good they are. So I like to look at races like that and say leaders stopping, who gets past them. So the one that's come up my prices again, one of Scotty's Duchess, stable mate of yours, is Cryptic Gloves. Yeah. come up well above my price. I've already hopped in, happy with the 17, 18, 19 bucks around. Um, at her best, she's got form around <laughs> Celebrity Queen. Electric um, turn of foot when you see <laughs> Exactly right. Electric turn of foot. Paul Harvey goes back on. I don't think. Sean, I don't know, got anything really out of her last start. So, it's a little bit on eye, a little bit on spec in that sense and hoping we can make ground uh, out wide. But, um, yeah, I think at nearly 20 to 1, who I think is probably the best horse in the race. Um, I think there are far worse bets than crypty Glove each way here for me. You know, you
0: know that this horse is is racing incredibly well, but I just can't map it. Skin and tins. It was four oh, and five deep the entire- It's fine. The I was on and, it last and Pikey, start. Yep. Pikey was on the favorite um, dark mission, and he just assumed that he was going to be able to get up inside, skin and tins, and shift it. But she wasn't budging, and she fought out that finish so bravely. It was a run and a half, and and even her jungle miss run was pretty good. But from 14, killer Kennedy, geez, it's a tough, tough steer. Tough steer if it
3: me? drew a barrier, I'd absolutely yep. be on. It's one I've been following. I was last start, I was on it, and- well, I was also on Beat the Bro. You
1: know. <laughs> Still haven't got over that one quite yet, I don't think. Yeah, I, think um, I think Skin and Tins is really a map horse as yeah, well. Yeah, like, absolutely. I think, um, I think it's a sort of just get covered just off them type thing. If it has to sprint alongside Solid Solidazza Cryptic Glove, I think the yeah, other two com- are probably going to run quicker last They're going to burn it. So. Uh, yeah, wait for it to draw a but Skin and Tins is a horse. We will have a fill up on soon.
0: Okay, yeah. For me, I'm Solidazza and I'll probably be having something on the stable, mate. Mm-hmm. David Harrison. Uh, David Harrison Dutch. That sounds right. Harrison Dutch. Yeah. I mean,
1: keeping a lot of his runners up a little bit longer once they've started performing badly. It's an interesting time at the Harrison Yard, I found, just from a neutral observer. Yeah. Uh, I just find that a few. Jericho Missile, in, in particular, I found it odd that it kept on going around. And Chicks pick. Chicks pick, exactly the same thing. Uh, I thought maybe it could have been tipped out in a little break, but um, I'm not a group one. Is he a group one winning trainer? Yes.
0: Yeah. Uh, Kingston Town
1: Classic, Blevo. Blevo. There, you, there go. you go. Thank you. I'm not a group one.
0: Are you a master trainer?
1: Uh, no, I'm not a mastermind either. He's oh, a guru, though. No. He's, uh, a guru. <laughs> he's, a, he's a dickhead, I think, is, is a fair assessment. Oh, well, here we go, DJ. What's it? Uh, what's it time for? It's uh, it's time for the get out stakes. That's right,
0: Terry. The market city meets get out stakes. S T E A K S. Very, very popular Twitter based competition. Probably the most popular on Twitter, actually. They're yeah, all competitions. It is. Mm. It's it. It's, it's extreme, that's all I can say, yeah. <laughs> it's extreme. The um, Get Out steaks is brought to you by Market City Meats, which is the largest retail butcher shop in Perth. Located at the Canning Vale Market on Bannister Road, there is an epic Christmas menu uh, which we might share on our social media channels. Um, Market City mate meets is just dominating the Christmas market there and go out, check it check it out, go and say day to Timmy Hewitt. He runs the show. His team do a tremendous job. They'll look after you, especially if they know that you are a one-one listener. ran
1: into Timmy a couple of days ago. Timmy Hewitt? Walking over the shops, just about 50 metres from my house, Ooh, about 50 metres from my place. I said, hello, Timmy, hello, Terry. Had a chat. Good bloke. Did he Did yeah. you give him a hat? Uh, no, I didn't give him a hat, no. We'll get one to him, though.
0: We need, he needs a 1-1 hat. The he boys does. have their 1-1 one, one hats. So, um, uh, yes, yeah, so make sure Timmy Hewitt gets kitted out with one of those as well. So congratulations to last week's get-out stakes winner, David Keats. Who is this guy, Terry? He is robbing us mm. Keatsy has what won- this was his, I think it was his third victory in the Get Out Stakes. However, it comes a week after- Keats likes his mates. He does like, mm. <laughs> he does like his mates. i his take it to come up with that one. Too. Yeah, just, I'm really, that's why I'm interrupting. It
1: just came to me. I was really excited about that one.
0: The Get Out Stakes victory for Keatsy comes one week after the Get Summer Ready with Betfair. He won that as well. Yeah.
1: It's an easy game.
0: He's he's doing great things, Mm. is our man David Keats. And he did bob up on Twitter the other day saying he's very grateful for all the collects, all the dividends he's Mm. been getting out of the 1-1 and that he will buy Terry some froffies over the Christmas period if they uh, happen to run into each other on their respective journeys. So now to enter this week's Get Out Stakes competition, simply at the 1-1 pod on Twitter, who you think will win race nine of the day, a decimal winning margin, two decimal places preferred. Remembering the Sam White rule, Terry?
3: First in, best dressed. First in, best dressed. Who wants to lead the way in the get Out stakes? Sure, well, that's the one and only owner of the people's horse.
1: Well, I, I tell you what, we got to, It's it's pretty. Uh,
3: he uh, he did that and won, didn't he? Did he
0: do? did.
1: He certainly did. Pike says thanks, WA. Very good initiative. Initiative, actually. Well, all I know is from what Julio Santuri tweeted the other day, actually. But uh, Scotty, do you know much more about exactly what's going on here? Yes. Yes.
2: I, Julio was explaining it on Tab Radio Wednesday. So Willie Pike will be staying after the last to sign autographs and take selfies. And there will be a losing tickets, a lucky losing tickets barrel for some wizard merchandise. Oh, wow. Uh, So, you won't be able to enter? No. Well, paper tickets. (laughs) Scotty's
0: already done the maths. I was was going (laughs) to say, say, say,
2: because you
1: won't have a uh, loser. That was the joke. (laughs) No, I got the joke. Okay.
2: (laughs) (laughs) um, I think, I believe, I was told if you go to Dale Verhagen's Twitter page too, he is... Published what the merchandise packs look like. Okay, looks like a one-one podcast hat that says wizard instead.
1: Okay,
2: with a few oh, t-shirts. Well, second, second prize isn't bad. Can he win? Is the question.
1: Uh, can he win? Yeah, he he can. I think I, I'm not usually a big dig deep tipper, and I'm not going over. I'm not going over the top here. And he's he's not actually at my price at, at the yet uh, as yet. But I don't believe that. Um, I believe we'll see a better price late for dig deep. I don't think that. Um, the bots and the Betfair workers have a great deal of um, sentiment when it comes to betting. So I don't think just because Pikey's riding uh, a horse named after himself in the last, it's necessarily- And Terry owning, of, yeah, of course. Of course, that's the biggest yeah. thing, yes. Uh, I don't think it's necessarily going to firm, so I'm happy taking hold. But from a speed map point of view, and, and you guys, I, I'd love for you to interject here. Um, from a speed map point of view, I've got Laurentinio leading, um, Sophie's song Breezing. I've got deep, deep back of Laurentinio, and I've comfortably got us there too so do I do you but my only question
2: is not but my only question in that map is that Laurentinio also doesn't step he's not a gate speed horse he's a he's a mustering leader so that's that was my only little minor query in the map but look, there doesn't seem to be a deal of speed in this race that he should be able to fire up the inside and I'm, I'm with you it leaves you leaders back and does it not leave resort man one one
1: Leads just one resort man doesn't step and it could leave resort man on the back of oh, the deep. I thought resort
2: man jumped really well on Saturday. Last
1: didn't it? Hey? On it Saturday, it just gone. Last. Yeah, it mustered well. It mustered well, but I guess over the fourteen hundred, he can muster again and get up to the the spot he needs to get up to. But um, was I mean, was was resort man? I was speaking to Crip on the phone this morning. Did you think resort man was slightly disappointing last week? Or not? not Eleven hundred. I don't think yeah, there, there was, yeah, 12, he was definitely disappointing.
0: It was definitely disappointing. Satin, yeah. Platinum bullet. If you said pre-race. Platinum bullet's going to sit outside Resort Man and without beat him cover. without cover. You're just yeah. like, no, nah, can't happen. Mm-hmm. And she, she did, and she did, and good horse, yep. Platinum bullet on the day, I think. Yeah, even very much so. Out of the
1: quality. yeah, very, very much so. Yeah, not uh, yeah.
0: good though, aren't we talking? Resort Man is like, you know, rise, yeah, it was, rising stars type stuff. Black type horse in the yeah. making, and I'm, you know, like they're not machines. So every now and then, they're going to um, flatten off their peak a little bit. But she's yeah,
3: maybe it was just the twelve hundred back to eleven hundred. Yeah, I think it was just um, a bit sharp for it. To, yeah. it. Enjoys the that well that step up from a thousand to twelve hundred. I mean, it wasn't suited in that first up run, but it was just a different horse. Being able to, I guess, kind of cruise along and not get gassed. From it was the interesting. It was interesting
0: when Mitchy Pateman was just like, you know, what I'm just going to put a try to get my nose in front of Resort Man and make it tough for him. Like mm. take him, take him into the trenches and just see what he's made of. And um, yeah, it was bold, wasn't it? And it's just its just, it's just the, the sign of someone who's on right at the top of their game at the moment mm. in the pigskin, Mitchie Pateman.
1: I as Scotty was uh, has middled there with the map, and, and sometimes the race might not come down to Dig Deep and Resort Man as much as it comes down to Laurentinio and Sophie Song. And does, um, can Laurentinio give a big kick with the claim? And um, and does Resort Man have to go early? Is there a three wide line? She gets held up for a second. Does, does, who gets the better card into the race? If Sophie Song gives a bigger kick than Laurentino at the top of the straight, Dig Deep's probably cooked. He's not going to be able to pick up and out sprint Resort Man with the 60 kilos. I wouldn't have thought, even under the urgings of the wizard. So look, I'm I'm hoping for a, a few certain things to end up and go the right way. And I'm 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 pretty much just got the blinkers on here that we're gonna focus on dig deep. But I mean Laurentinio went up $19 this morning for your leader with 55 and a half. Like that was just that was a no-brainer investment. I felt that was probably a little bit of a wild price for your for your leader with a nice claim. Um, I'm aware there was a gift last start. I'm, I'm, I'm fully aware that it was a gift last start. But, um, yeah, I, I think that was the the big overs this morning. But this is a race full of like, horses in form, like Red Publisher, Bad Wolf. It's, it's a good good um, way to finish the day. Is, is yeah. There, is there a
2: horse going better than Megazone? Meg- no.
1: Megazone, exactly right. Like Megazone is absolutely flying at the moment. Uh, Rationale was close to a moral beat and one of many of them in the Jungle Dawn, miss? Jungle
0: Dawn, yeah, jungle slowly dawn. run, yeah. Jungle Dawn,
1: exactly right, and the slowly run Jungle Dawn. Uh, Son of Bacchus carried the uh, sixty-one and a half uh, at uh, Pinjaro, I think it was last it was start. And it was huge. Uh, and state Attorney first go fourteen hundred. Not impossible that it gets the fourteen hundred, and then um, mankind's coming out of Group Three, Group Three, Group One, and wasn't horrible in the winter bottom. Only beat four home, but wasn't and actually has, all that
0: has, bad. Has run for well for apprentices in the past. As has well. done
1: so. Yeah, look, I Carlene uh, on board. Look, I think it's a, it's a cracking race from a speed map point of view. We're focusing in on uh, Laurentini and Dig Deep Leader. Leader's back. They're the ones that have come up a price for me, but, um, yeah, we're not going over the top here. And we're waiting for Dig Deep, but I'll take any price later.
3: <laughs> Depends <laughs> if Pike's back to um, ridden a few during the day. Exactly if he's ridden right, a few yeah, during the like day, to follow him. They, um, especially in a race named after him, it's uncanny how many Pike backers there are yeah. that just blindly – blindly back him in the last anyway.
1: Rightly so. Let so alone like. after
3: a good day with a race named after him on the people's horse. So.
1: Mm, yes, yes. What, what about horse? if you well were said, fol- Well said, I can't pay you back You're too far <laughs> away, but well said.
2: What about if you were following the old Kim Hunter theory that was mm-hmm. if you liked a horse and the jockey had already ridden a winner, you double your bet, and then every time through. So, if William Pike's looking for his fourth winner, <laughs> you would have quadrupled your stake by the time we get to dig deep. I and, might have a couple of bucks on this, you reckon. Tell you yeah, what, yeah. it gets big. That could be dangerous. Um, where are you looking, Scotty? Uh, I'm not really. Uh, I'm sticking resort, man. I, I still think this horse can continue on through the grades. I wonder sometimes watching him whether, whether he's going to make that grade, but he certainly looks like the kind of horse that could. Seven days, 1,400, dropping three kilos in weight. In theory, a nice map as well. I'm, I'm a resort man fan. Megazone, if he'd drawn a gate, yeah. he, he would have been the best of the day because he is against the pattern Agreed. first up or mm. against his race pattern, against the full meeting pattern second up. He's going that well. Christian Protested Harlem. against awesome.
3: Carpo too that day, so um, obviously thought that little bit of inconvenience costed a fair bit. Mm-hmm.
2: Other, outside of those, I mean, in a terms of a quaddie perspective, We've named half the field of horses that need need to go in, and I don't even think Luke's goal got a mention. I thought he was arguably a better run than Dig Deep last time. Yeah, back too. to the
1: back to the fourteen hundred mm-hmm. too. So yeah, just wonder whether Luke Gold Luke's goal does his best racing off um, a shorter break yeah. as well um yeah well the, the ones that have come up i mean really for me if i'm not getting uh if i'm leaving my art out of it mankind and laurentino is a double play laurentino's into 10 11 bucks now i didn't realize that so that's less uh less exciting but um no nah, look i'm just i'm betting with the heart for once Bet with the head bloody 100 times a week so i just have a moment off bj how far dig deep Oh, I tipped resort man. Uh, but, not interested, Scotty. What do but, you reckon? <laughs> but, but I,
0: uh, but I, yeah, I wasn't. My my price had a three in front of it, so mm. um, mine had yeah, four. Yeah, mine I, had a 4 mine three, Mine's got a five. I think it was not three, resort man. Three fifty resort man. Um, but uh, the compression of this this market's going to be interesting. on bet fair late, especially with all the all the runners that we've highlighted as as chances, especially with. Uh, Pike in the last. Pike thanks W A handicap. There's a lot happening in in this particular race. Pattern of the day as well, um, but resort man's too short for me at the moment. Um, I'm a resort man uh, believer, but um, a bit like, bit like Scotty. I, I'm just a bit concerned that there might be a little bit of a chink there. But I think this is this is the big litmus test for him. D day for resort man on Saturday. If he gets out to the, the 350 mark or beyond, I'll be I'll be happy. I'm I'm going to be having. Not now. I think her price is a bit under, but I'm going to be having something on rationale and Megazone. I think they're, they're two that are going to um, ease from their current quotes. Rationally currently $12. Megazone, 11 I think they're going to ease from that, push out closer towards the $20 mark and I'll be having something on both of those. That's my yeah.
3: thoughts. Well, my my prices basically agree with the market. Just um, don't get – I've got Resort Man on top, but um, nowhere near any value. I've got it $5.25 on top just mm-hmm. ahead of – Dig deep at six. So I guess it was 650. Um, but rationale is the only kind of value at the moment with Laurentino and Megazone both chances. So this will be just a price dependent race. Um, I'll wait until bet fair late and whatever overs I get. So I don't know what I'll be on. Probably rationale at this stage and um, whatever's value will be my bet. It would be great to
2: see the people's horse win next Saturday. <clears throat> next- Excuse me. Sorry, Jen. Um, (laughs) Next Saturday at Esperance, The Great Uh... Man Barry's Rabbit. The okay.
1: real people's the horse. The real people's horse. Okay. Well, Well. there's, Um. yeah, that's That's debatable, I reckon, the real people's I got choked horse. up just talking about Yeah, it. I mean, That's did, how popular he, he is. That's how much he means to him. Jeez, Barry's broken a few hearts over the journey, hasn't he? Oh, he's, but he's just a grey battler. <laughs> he's got a bit quiet on Twitter. You said you're not on Twitter, but I reckon I have seen you on Twitter under the Barry's rabbit handle. No, I actually
2: know <laughs> a very handy cricketer who is behind Barry's rabbit, because, of course, we bought Barry's as a try horse. you Lockie Taylor, are you? No, no, much better than that. <laughs> he might oh, even be a might have been me a listener of the podcast. His name is Fraser, but uh, the Barry's Rabbit Twitter handle was long before we purchased him. Oh, wasn't? Yeah, we, oh. We, we we purchased Barry as a th- six year old. Mm.
0: We should do that. We should do like a, a, compile a list of uh, horses who have their own. Twitter handles. Atacama Sky, um, Flow. Doesn't Flow have his own Twitter handle? No. Uh, I think that's from more
3: the, the um, yeah. from the owner's mouth. Oh, a, yeah, yeah.
0: yeah,
1: Street Bandit used to. Street Bandit yeah, used Street to. Bandit, yeah. Surely yeah. Sigil did. I thought you're 90. Sigil should have, yeah. Um, Barry's Rabbit, of
0: course. Yeah. So uh, sh- surely dig, this could be the, the chance to launch the Dig Deep Twitter
1: handle. Well, it could be. It could be. Yeah. I am not ai can't barely handle my own Twitter, let alone another one. I'll get confused what's going on. What price did you have Dig Deep, Scotty? Uh, six. Yeah, I'm just trying I'm just trying to. I'm just trying to con- I was seven. Converge, I had him. I had him seven bucks as well, but I, I'll I'll back him at five fifty late probably. <laughs> um, okay, final word on the last dictate for me.
0: Uh, I think Resort Man will win, but not at the current prices. Okay. We're playing.
3: I'm with BJ Resort Man. Um, Rationally, at the prices at the moment. Otherwise, whatever I'm on become jump time. Okay, I like it.
1: Jeez, this has been a long one for even
3: us, hasn't it? <laughs> Okay, it's time for our
0: Bet Fair Best betting propositions of the day. Scotty Mac.
3: Um, what have you got for us, mate? I'm gonna go, which race, race six, and on prices at the moment, Mr. Delegator. Um, just, yeah, because I've got a 4.45 and it's $9, but hopefully saving me blue over $3. Very good. Scotty Embry.
2: A pair of Dutch plays, but they're both over three dollars. In race four, Aberdeen Queen, our idol Tredencia, so the grandstand cup form. And then race eight, Miss Frost, Cryptic Love, Solid Azza, the Jungle
1: Mist form. Does that count as six? Betting propositions. Well, of the I was day, gonna or? say oh, yeah, it's, uh, it's, strategy, it's a query, but uh, it's strategy. We we love strategy here at the uh at the one one. Uh we'll go with Aberdeen Queen in the fourth. Around that eight bucks. Okay. So, last week I went with Midnight Blue and I'm
0: going to go again. I think that we're going to get a better price and currently available on the do. That's right, <laughs> in front. Uh, Midnight Blue is my Betfair best betting proposition of the day. Hopefully, if we can get around the 350 mark or beyond, I'll be wrapped with that.
1: Uh Matty, $20 or more. What do you got for us? Uh, Macca?
3: Twig? In a very open race. Pete Junior? Race seven. Yeah, McCormack Junior. Mac Junior? Um, not race seven. Race eight. American Choice. American Choice. Um, I like that. At
2: the $26 I mean, at the moment. It's, it's going to be a big animal. price too. Yeah, isn't
1: it will
2: Lonsdale Lady, did
1: she, did she end up plus side of 20? She will. She will. She I'll, will. I'll, I'll cop that. Are, are you tipping her as your mate, expecting it to leave? No. No.
2: Expecting her to breeze? Maybe.
1: Okay. Expecting her to go forward. Yes. Okay. Does
3: it really count if it's not $21 yet? Because I remember- <laughs> I'm about to tip I've been waiting to use this one until I came on the podcast. I remember Sharp Bob all those times ago, and you were going to tip it as your Maddie because it was 15 or $16. Yeah. I started at $7. Yeah. At no, yeah. the highest.
1: Yeah. So, it
3: wasn't yeah. really a Maddie. Ran well too. So I just just thought I'd bring it up. It's um, I did, I a something I've been
1: waiting yeah. to say. And, um, <laughs> well, then baby, whichever way you guys want to go with it. Just <laughs> baby Blues, blues is life.
2: definitely- Plus side of twenty, considering we talked yeah, about him. Yes.
1: Okay. So, baby blues, or uh, what's the other one? A La- uh, lady. Lonsdale lady. Baby blues. or Lonsdale lady. Yeah. Uh, well, mine's only eighteen bucks, but that's that's close enough. It's better to throw one out at eighteen bucks and make one up at twenty-five, isn't it? Let's be honest. Uh, cryptic glove. I've got on top. So, well, I've got on top. I've. Uh, it's it's a bet for me. It's an actual bet. So, um, cryptic glove, uh, just shy of the twenty-dollar mark, but bet fair, it might get there.
0: Man, I'm clueless at the, with the Maddies at the moment. All my all my horses are around the $15, $16, $17 dollar mark. Multi two of them together then.
1: Uh, uh, Give us something at 301
0: well, I, I reckon I'll get Maddie territory, predicting Maddie territory for Naughty by nature. She could be my Maddie
1: in the uh, in race seven of the day. Don't mind that. Shouldn't back horses in slowly run races though, should we, Scott? <laughs> no, we should not.
0: No. Now, that brings our um, CB Cockstakes edition to a close. <laughs>